Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. That's not how it works. Mia O'Brien. Should I laugh? Should, should I not laugh? And Leon Searcy. This is a big boy league. How you like me now? Like in the books. In the books, 2022 slash 23, the NFL season Super Bowl, the story today. We'll be talking a bunch about it. Welcome into XL Primetime. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend, a great Super Bowl. How did you watch it? Who'd you watch it? What'd you think of it? We'll get into all that stuff today, but uh, it's the Chiefs world. It's the Chiefs kingdom. That's what they refer to uh, their their fan base and fandom in Kansas City, and they win the Super Bowl. And, and I, I put this up as one of the better Super Bowls that I've seen. It had all sorts of different things, including Mahomes once again having to come back from injury. So let's just start it off and talk about the bowl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in moan about a couple of bets that I really, 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 really would have liked to have gotten. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. But, prop bets. Uh, we had the prop bets. I mean, you had your, your own personal yeah, stats. Yeah, and, you know, I had uh, – as far as the family goes, I yeah. call it the props by pops. Gotcha. And so I get them all involved, <clears throat> and and pops is you know I hand out proper pops, proper props from pops, all that stuff. I, I got all those mm. pieces working. But anyway, we will look at our ten prop bet sheet uh, as XL Primetime competed. We'll look at all of our uh, winners. JJ, you'll tear through all of them, figure out who doubled up on their props, and we'll start giving some, out some Somebody went ham on our, our prop bets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just straight ham. Yeah, Matt, Maddie just Imagine if I just crushed. money down that's, in Vegas, yeah. right? See, that's when you would have lost then. Yeah. Right. You would have yeah. lost every one of them. He would have lost. Everyone. So, out of 10 prop bets, he went 9-1. and 9-1, and one, yeah. Yes. And then we had, okay, whoever ends on the, you know ends up on the bottom going to have to buy lunch for the crew, and it was a two-way tie. Yeah, that's what sucks, Matt. You... Won a contest where there actually is no winner. Yeah. Well, I won a contest where you guys are hanging on my tails, the two of you. (laughs) Well, yeah, but at least he gets someone's (laughs) buying lunch, so that part's good. Yeah, we we will take that. We will take that. All right, what do you think of the game? Let's just go ahead and go around and just, you know, jump in on it. I I thought it was a good game. I thought it was an evenly matched game. Um, I was a little little disappointed in how we ended, you know, with the the call by the referee. I, I think something like that. But then I, I initially was upset by it, but then you know what? I, I can't give Philly a pass. All right, I can't give him a pass because they came in there, this vaunted defense, 70 sacks, four guys with double digits. Uh, Fletcher Costa got seven. They just thought they were just going to just dismantle Casey's mm-hmm. offensive line. He has to go off the Casey's offensive line, who I thought should have been the real MVP. Of course, they're not going to give a group the offensive line MVP. They, they gave it to Patrick Mahomes, but they were solid. He was absolutely protected the whole game. They ran the ball effectively. They gave him the protection when it was necessary. They stopped that vaunted defense. And then um, in the end, you know, it, it was rightfully so that, uh, you know, that holding call, it was a hold call. The guy, the, the guy it was an egregious hold, holding call mm-hmm. that was called. And it should have been called in the Super Bowl. They gave him the opportunity to kick field goal and win. So I, I liked the game. I didn't want, I didn't like the fact that it ended like that, but it was entertaining. It was egregious. I think it was kind of ticky tack. It was a, uh, it was it was a call, bro. bro he it grabbed him twice. Twice. It was a call. There's no doubt about it. I agree with that. Much worse happened during the game. 
much worse than that. Mm, it wasn't called. Yeah, walk us through but, some of those holding calls, but, Matt. But I, I, first, let me say this too, and this is what I think is very, um, what kind of set in with me like midway through this game, because at the end of the game, with five minutes to go, and the Chiefs had the ball, there was no doubt in my mind they were going down the field, scoring, taking all the time, game over. And I'm thinking, this is what the NFL has come to. It's last team with the ball wins. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want that. I want some defense. It's literally last team with the ball wins now. No, in the NFL. It, ain't, it ain't like that all yes, the time. Yes, it is. Other than yeah. the, think about the playoffs, the big yeah. games in the playoffs. Other than this team coming back from 27, it's last team with the ball just, wins. Just go, and even then, this team had the ball at the end of regulation and yeah. they kicked it's, a field goal to win. I, I don't want it to but be just the go Big to the 12. AFC I, I want game. like a little. I want like a little defense. AFC Championship game was last team with the ball won. You no. did get defense, by the way, yeah. last night. Nick Bolton returned a fumble for a touchdown. And honestly, could have had two. Yeah, scoop, right. But that's that, that was also a. That's a fluky kind of, here's the ball, pick it up, go. I mean, I want like, okay, three and out. And it went three and out because somebody just got crushed. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, but I, I'm just thinking when in, in the end. Not Burrow, all the time, but Burrow and them some had of the, the time. Ball. It was a low-scoring game. It wasn't a shootout. It wasn't any of those things that people expected. And they had a difficult time protecting him. In the yeah, game. I ain't like, he had a I'm chance like to go it. down the field. I'm not like it. Wait, wait, you know, wait, you know wait, what wait. it might be? It might be that it's, it's the Chiefs. And, and, and it's the reality that if you're watching the Chiefs, and they have the ball with like five or under five. It's over, Wait, man. That's, you, are, that's true. Are you having a coming to Jesus moment? Because just the Matt Hayes I knew last year wanted everybody to touch the ball. Yeah, I know. Everybody gets know. the ball. Everybody gets the opportunity <laughs> to score. Lot, am I not allowed to What is going on with you right now? Huh? Yeah, that's her uh, table this, is, this is called conversion. Yeah. Is, yeah. Am I not allowed to The change? Church of Matt Hayes. Yeah. I do like growth. Uh, I do yeah, like I was going to say, the Church of Matt Hayes calls yeah. for offense, offense, and more yes. offense. It wants a Big 12 spread offense. It wanted Jamison Williams with a number one overall yeah. pick. It's yeah. also been like that for a few years. It I know it has. Yeah. I know it, it has. And, and look, the, the, rules, the rules set it up so it can be that way. And, 100% and, they have yeah, in but, both levels of football. But yes. the beautiful thing about it is that you you got a lot of everything. Jalen Hurts could have easily been hit hard with criticism just for dropping the ball fall. He lost the handle on the ball. Yep. They take it. Anyway, he comes right back down the field and scores and makes something happen. And and that was a huge swing moment. That's the moment I'll remember coming right. out of this. And Super so Bowl. that's where, because I tweeted, and I said this mm-hmm. last week on the program, that I felt this was a legacy game for Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid, and whether you buy into their whole motivation of no one thought we would be able yeah, to do this or not. The fact of the matter um, is, is we talked so much the last two weeks about Patrick Mahomes going two and one in Super Bowl games versus one and two, yeah. and what that would say about him long term. That's why it was a legacy game. I got a great tweet reply after I tweeted about mm-hmm. it being a legacy game. And whether you like him or not, Mahomes is the best in the game right now, and he's headed towards all time. Um, this is courtesy of at Arn underscore Dronehammer. Great, mm-hmm. great Twitter handle name. He said, despite the tacky penalty, the Eagles let the Chiefs back into the game and somehow gave up that punt return despite having Tony surrounded. Now Mahomes can start chasing Brady. And yeah. I quote tweeted it. And I said, that's the tweet because, unfortunately, when you play the Chiefs, you can't afford to have mistakes no. 95% of the time. If you have mistakes like that, they will come back to haunt you, and that is what happened. And, and I, I look at it, and I think of that one run that he had, Leon. Okay, we're talking about he got dragged to the ground once again. That ankle folded up before the half, and you're like, holy smokes, here we go again. This guy's going to have to play on, on, on one limb. But he had that huge run, and then obviously they came out in the second half and took, and took control. And that's another reason why the Philadelphia Eagles defense should be shamed, because that run by Patrick Mahomes, was their longest offensive play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their longest offensive play. That that run on one bad leg that he made in that, that scramble drill. Easily could have been 24-7 the first half. Yeah, easily. easily. But, I mean, that one long run, I mean, come on now. You, you got this vaunted uh, front four uh, pass rushing defense, 
and you let a one-legged guy get yeah. out of the pocket and run for the many yards? Let me say this real All quick. Those guys? I'm going to go off to a quick tangent real quick, and we'll go right back, okay? Yeah. Speaking of prop bets, mm-hmm. when he hurts his ankle, yep. how in the world did they not show the Jags – I know. They referenced it. I'll tell you why. Because because the director had the prop that they weren't going to show it. That's yeah. But see, the thing is, they can't. They can't. uh, This is what everyone thinks that you can bet the house on these props. You can't. There's there's caps on them. And there's no, I know there are. I know there are. But, yeah. but you I mean, know, 10 people in his family could have bet and won a couple sure, hundred bucks. Sure, oh, yeah. that, Listen, yeah. you know why they weren't going to show it? First of all, they don't show any because games. Because it was the Jags. Is that what you're going to no, say? No, it was CBS. Yeah. And they're not, they don't really show, like, uh, highlights they, from they past games. Which is kind of interesting when it, you think about it. Is that I expected? I expected if it happened that they would show the highlight, just like you're just exactly what you're saying. Well, I'm thinking, oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it right. comes, and then and they, they don't do it. And maybe if it was a Fox broadcast of the previous game, they might have done it. But but I agree with what JJ just said. They just it's all well, about or that the, moment. or the director had money what, on it. Well, did you see, what did you did <laughs> you see that. the interview with Steve Young? Uh, they were asking they were talking to Steve Young about uh, Patrick Mahone and his legacy and his ability to catch Tom Brady. And he was talking about all the youth that's in the AFC. He said the AFC is going to be a lot tougher for Patrick Mahomes because you got these young guys mm-hmm. on the coming. He has Josh Allen. He said Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. Nice. Good to hear him I say said, it. Okay. Duval on the map. Yep, little acknowledgement. A little acknowledgement. Which, I, by I, the I was very, I we was also very happy to, to get We also that. have to start putting parameters around, quote unquote, catching Tommy Brady. Yeah. Well, He's got well, two Super Bowls right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, well, listen, they do the same thing with LeBron. LeBron's got four championships. Jordan's got six, but they, well, that's that ain't still, even gonna happen. That's completely well, I'm just different. saying, when you go to three Super Bowls in your first five seasons, yeah. it's oh, yeah. only fair that we can at least bring it up. Yeah, they start talking like, royalty. Uh, can you? That's a pretty well, damn good start, if you ask me. Well, you know, in this, you know, with this. Matt, with this generation, you don't have to catch the right. actual winner. Right. You just got to be close. Uh, right. You got to be in the room to smell of the odor. Right, you just, right. just got to be able to say You got to smell the stink. Like, yeah, right. You don't have to be a part. Yeah, you know, this generation. So he might not have to get to seven. No, nah, he might get to four. But what if he gets to he five? He can get to three and they'll start saying he's the best ever. <sighs> That's true. I, I, I'm looking for – there was a, a – Get Up had this stat where they have won MVP, multiple MVPs and multiple championships in their first six years. I'm pretty sure is what it was. I'm, I'm just trying to go back and find it. But it had never happened before in the NFL. Um, Tom Brady won at a young age but didn't have two MVPs uh, to go along with it. Anyway, you list the guys that had multiple championships and multiple MVPs, and I believe I'm pretty sure it was within the first six years. You had Bill Russell, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Joe DiMaggio, Stan Musial, Roger Maris, Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, that's that's some rare air that you're in right there. And that's what Mahomes has done as far as winning multiple MVPs in his first six years and now multiple. I think it took Brady 11 years they showed last night. Could be wrong about that, but something like mm-hmm. that to get his second MVP with as many Super Bowls. Yeah. So, Derek wow. from Indiana on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, which we'd love to hear from you guys mm-hmm. here on this Super Bowl Monday. Uh, this is from Derek in Indiana. He says, Tom Brady had two Super Bowls at 27-2. Mahomes is on his way. So, mm-hmm. I did look it up, and this is the part that I'm curious about. Bill Belichick is currently 70, year, 70 years old. Andy Reid is 64. How much longer... Is Andy Reid going to be the head coach of the Chiefs? And moreover, if he was to retire at some point, is he really going to hand it over to Eric Bieniemy, or what's the succession plan? Yeah, Bieniemy could be out the door, going to Carolina when this is all said and done, going to Indianapolis, wherever it m- might end up being for him. And I do think that Andy's looking at it like 
this is the the shove off time. You have got to go. Like you know, Pat, which is why he said him after the game immediately. Like yeah, within, yeah, yeah. he said Pat Mahomes, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, right. he's patting the cub on the head. Like it's yeah. you, you, you got to go out there and take on the wilderness now. Look, Bieniemy has learned a ton from that guy and has been a big part of their success. And now he's got to prove to somebody else that it's not just living in the shadow of Andy Reid. And then the other part of it is when you just talk about Reid at sixty-four. First off, he looks like a young sixty-four, and this guy is now. Second, a second by himself in postseason wins. Now he still trails Belichick by a decent amount, but there's a lot of stuff that are in that's in his sights. He's won more games than anybody else with two franchises. It's crazy how good he got off the bus. Good in Kansas City, but that team. I'll remind everybody that team had the number one pick in 2013 when Andy Reid got there, and so and Jacksonville had the second pick. And look at the. Look at how it's gone down. But it's okay because this team went through four or five coaches in that period of time. And but it then all he just led to Joe. It all led to yeah. Andy Reid disciple Doug Peterson yep. coming to Jacksonville yep. when they had the number one overall. It took pick. a long time though. <laughs> it took a heck of a long time. All right, so hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. One for the ages. Uh, you know, rip off. However you want to describe it. Uh, best commercial. If you want to jump in on that, you can six four one ten ten. Hit the text line. So. Last night, this is the other one, my, my prop. Okay, this was actually the square game that I was in. And it just so happened we get down to the end of this game. And I had two lousy numbers. I was not crazy about these numbers. Was this the T-Doll square game? or No, no. no this okay. is a, uh, up there. Okay. Uh, up there. Oh, so it was more than just 20 bucks a week. Yeah. Right, got it. Yeah. Right, and right. it was up there. And, and I had a two on the chief side. Right. And a five on the eagle side. And he all, goes in, you win. Yeah, he goes in. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm crushing. And I was just livid. You know, I mean, I text you guys just the one thing, how much was on the line. And it was considerable. And Four that's, figures. Yeah. Huh? Four figures. Yeah. 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 Oh. And it just, oh, my gosh. That's terrible. And I wouldn't have minded if they would have just gotten it. Now, you, of course, you can't do it. But the fact that McKinnon sat down and made sure that that clock kept running, huge moment for him. I wanted him to go full Ahmad Bradshaw. Just getting He wanted to, too. He saw how much yeah. he got oh, up. He yeah. definitely did. Yeah, yeah. It, it hurt. Well, I'll say this. In our uh, 1010XL Squares game, I was lamenting to Matt the fact mm -hmm. that I had five and five. Mm -hmm. I was looking around there at the end of the game, right. and I'm yeah. like, there's no way it's ending in a tie. But I was right. like, well. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. Uh, does yeah. it end in regulation if if Bucker misses this kick? Do I have a chance at it? Yeah. And and I guess the rules are fourth quarter and OT is how it goes whenever you're doing that square game. But still, uh, the five is an ugly number. We needed someone to miss an extra point, all that kind of stuff, until you got down to that possibility. And 35-21 uh, would have had to have been a blowout. I think there was a five and a one that I had. Anyway, that was the one that got me. And then I was in a, a couple of other props, which I was pretty happy about. That made me happy. The over and the Kansas City plus the points, I, I was in on that. Uh, the, the idea, which will probably tie it back to Jacksonville throughout the course of the week, is getting there. After seeing this game, now we saw Cincinnati and Kansas City, and I think, Leon, I think we all said it, you primarily – there's there's not a lot of difference between what's here in Duval and what's there. This team can can mm -hmm. compete with those. Mm -hmm. Now, after doing what Kansas City did, do you still feel the same? In other words, they beat Cincy, and now they beat that behemoth uh, in town. Yeah, in I mean, even more so. I mean, you remember early on in this season when they when we played the Eagles, we was a, we was in a, a monsoon. They had mm -hmm. 14 points, and if Trevor doesn't 
from if it's somehow the Trevor doesn't lose that football, we can go up twenty one nothing. And then in that game, we had five turnovers in that game, and we still lost what what, what eight points, mm-hmm. eight points in the game. And then we played against Kansas City. We went toe to toe against Kansas City. We just had some missed opportunities. We had fumbles. We had drop passes. All that kind of stuff. But we don't do that kind of stuff. I mean, we beat we, you know we beat KC. I mean, so if I'm a Jaguar player and I'm watching the Super Bowl right now, I mean, I'm elated that the all season is going to be right around the corner because uh, if you if you love the game, which I know a mass majority of those guys do, mm-hmm. they they want to get back to business. I mean, I know it's all season. You got to get a rest, relax your mind, body mind, body, and soul, but if you saw that game, there's nothing that would be frightening to you as a Jaguar player assessing the fact that you you went toe-to-toe against both of these teams, had them on the ropes, and let them off. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. Defensively, I think we're probably going to be zeroing in on that uh, on the on the free agent market first, but now it's going to become the, the, the talk in this town is, okay, re-sign your guys, then who are you going for in free agency? But I, you got to get the feeling that this team is as close as any team out there right now when it comes to matching wits with them. Did you see what Zay Jones tweeted after the game? He, what did he say? I missed it in translation. We just yeah. posted it, reposted it on the uh, 1010XL social channels. Yeah. Immediately tweeted at 10:18 p.m. Jags next. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I, I, do with that information what you yeah, will. Yeah. There's and it's always up for interpretation. But that, uh, you know, I just tweeted that this that's the team you got to dethrone. Right. Well, You've so here's got a great to dethrone. here's a great one for you. Shout out to my boy Kenny on the Northwest side. Uh, quote tweeted this one on the Twitter machine. Drake won seven hundred thousand dollars after betting on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And Kenny goes, he beat the Drake cur- betting curse too. How are we supposed to play this man for another ten to fifteen years? <laughs> That's beautiful. And yeah, listen, after also after watching the game, if, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I will, you got you got to franchise Jawan Taylor, and, and I say the reason why you got to franchise him because as far as pass protecting goes, he's one of the better. His greatest, I saw the PPFF on him. Mm-hmm. He's one of the better pass protecting right tackles in the league. Now his run blocking is to be in question, but mm-hmm. as far as and this is a passing league, and you got Trevor Lawrence back there. You can't let a guy who's one of the top three or five pass protecting right tackles in the league go. You got to franchise him and find a way to keep him here. Now it's going to be expensive, right? But you know what's at stake, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> him being upright is a lot more important. Oh my than, gosh, than, yeah. I, I would think than you know right now. I w- after watching that game and watching how the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line played and protected against for for Patrick Mahomes, you've got a guy who had a hell of a season. You just can't let him walk because he's going to be hard to place. Now I know you go you go Walker Little and you go mm-hmm. with Cam Robertson, but if you got one of the best already here, you know you've got to make, see, see at least you can sign him long term. That's where I fight, and I'm I'm with you on the tag, but the tag has been used twice on Cam. Then Cam got the big money. You're going to have to move. I believe you're going to have to move Robinson to tag Jawan, and I don't know that that's possible because that's a big contract that someone would be assuming with a guy coming off surgery? Because just imagine a tag for Juwan. What is it, 16 and some change, right? I'm More than sure. that. I think it's 18. Yeah. Is, is it as high yeah, as 18 I'm now? Sure, I'm pretty sure it's 18. Because yeah. it's the average of the top five from last year, and it's no distinguishing left or right. And so you, you're, you're talking about a big number, man, and, and they prepared at the very least by getting a Walker Little. But I I, understand, I totally dig what you're saying because Coach Campbell feels mm-hmm. the same. Uh, sign Ingram, tag Juwan, right, and and do whatever it and takes. the other thing too is you tag Juwan, and as much as yeah, he may be a little disgruntled, he's going to be getting more money than if he had negotiated a deal with the Jags, most likely. And number two, 
if he you know gets, if, if 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 you fall into the camp of he only performed this way because it was a contract year, yeah. well, guess what? He'll be on another contract. And he gets year. he gets right back in line for money. Right. Yeah, w- w- which is huge for him. So that, you know that's where we're at. We're going to be looking at it a, a, a ton of different ways, but that's going to be the primary thing. How many of the guys that you think got this team as close as they were to beating Kansas City? How many of them can you keep? How many can you keep? All right, six four one ten ten. You guys can get the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, cranking out some thoughts from the Super Bowl. We'll get into the commercials a little bit later on. Uh, Rihanna letting it out that she's she's prego. We have to lead next segment with that. Come back for the Rihanna thoughts, yeah. people, because I tend to disagree with my co-hosts yeah. here on XL Primetime. Well, there was definitely some uh, discussion as far as some of the things that were going down, in, including like I know they're well. We'll we'll do it coming up here in just a second. It's XL Prime. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the 20. Tony still going and he's down to the five. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. So JJ LaSalva thinks my fellow New Jersey native, Kevin Burkhart, not big time enough for the Super Bowl. I, I don't think he did a bad job. I, I don't want to say that. And, and Matt was just saying, that was a good call. Yeah, it was fine. My point was just, I'm not used to hearing him do a game of this importance. And with like the Super Bowl, there's no crowd energy. Like between every play, there's just loud pop music going and yeah, then that, there's Kevin Burkhart, and it's yeah. like this feels like it's week seven, man, for a little bit until it really until like the second half got going. It felt weird to me. So well, when, you Bur- had, when you Burkhart's had, calling games with Tom yeah. Brady in four years, when he's calling the Super Bowl in four or five years <laughs> yeah. of Brady, how are you going to feel then? Um, then I guess I'll be used to him at that. Well, point. let's hope they figure out the field in four years. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. for that's sure. Really, was the problem? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about how slippery that field was. Uh, this is courtesy of uh, David Cantor, uh, one of the more connected agents in the game uh, on Twitter. NFL should fire all parties involved with that surface last night. Total and complete embarrassment. Did you see? Apparently, Oklahoma State's turf management program is who designs the field and clean the field, and three hours before kickoff, they actually tweeted out, like, hey, learn more about how the field was developed. And needless to say, they got roasted. They're, I mean, Oklahoma State's, their they're turf field management, first off, it's like a major you can get there at that university. I'm a man. It's like a, I'm 40. Thank you, JJ. It's, like a, it's a real deal, and they're very good at I mean, They're elite at what they do, but they missed on that one. And I don't know if they missed. I might be wrong. It may just be the paint on the field that might be part of it. No, it was that field was yeah. It looked it looked like it was everywhere, and everybody was having problems. So it was apparently a new type of grass that was researched for golfers. It was tested for a decade before being used. Yeah, they said during the broadcast, they're like, "This is Hermona Thirty Seven grass." Oh, yeah, I'm like, thank a, you, Tom Rinaldi, like, for Tid that. Tid Eagle. Yeah. Tahoma 31. Yeah. Oh, Tahoma that, 31, that's evidently. Yes. Tahoma 31. Of course. <laughs> Tahoma 31. Duh, JJ. It's, Come on. It's not real grass. It's synthetic. I mean, uh, what, here's, real? here's the write-up, yeah. Leon. Uh, it is among the newer breeds of grass that have been developed with the funding of the United States Golf Association. It is a mix of two types of Bermuda grass and rye grass developed at Oklahoma State University. They started the process sure. of creating it in 2006. 
And here's the other so thing is that so, they, they want to make sure because of all these injuries with field turf. Yeah, it's lab grass. Is what yeah, it's me. lab grass. Listen <laughs> to this, Leon. This is total lab grass. Um, the stadium, uh, the stadium's website says the grass is on a quote single forty-inch deep tray, measuring two hundred thirty-four feet wide, four hundred three feet long, rolling <laughs> on five hundred forty-six steel wheels, which rest on thirteen railroad-like tracks. The field travels the seven hundred forty feet inside or out of the stadium in approximately seventy minutes at the push of a button. So it's on, it's on tracks. It goes out for sunshine, yeah. comes back in. There's a couple stadiums that do that. Yeah. Land. It's nuts. And before, when the you – know, I'm trying to remember exactly the year. Anyway, they would roll it up and then put it in some kind of, like, uh, so greenhouse, you know, whatever. Right. So and, and, and work it that way. It's AI grass. It is, man. It's artificial intelligence. That's exactly what it is. God. Oh. But how is it that it's slippery? It's not the real anymore. <laughs> But Did the is, game even happen exactly. last night? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know for sure. This one courtesy of 5633 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. I can tell you what grass they were smoking making that garbage. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. You can yeah. get in on the conversation at 641-1010. I see plenty of you sounding off about your favorite commercials from last night's Super Bowl. Uh, our boy 5633 also wants to know who fell for the is it to be? Is it to buy? To be commercial. Yeah. My wife yells, "Why did you change the channel?" Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else on the text line who was watching in Cincinnati said that the whole bar went nuts. Here it is, uh, courtesy of Wathan. I hope I pronounced that right. He says that a, he, a bar in Cincinnati, everyone started booing yeah. because they all got so confused. <laughs> Matt, Matt fell for it too. One hundred percent. Yeah, because I, I, you know, this is you know the, the take a leak time kind of deal, and you're like, okay, you're looking up, and all of you're like. Oh, what just happened? I and thought then, my dog was on the remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have sat on it. Yeah, <laughs> and then thankfully, you know, like I, yeah, I looked at him like, okay, this is a nice little bit, nice little skit. I liked uh, Breaking Bad references with Jesse and, and Walter White. They brought them on one of the pregame shows. I think it was NFL Network, uh, and they were having a blast with it. So I, I, I liked that. I liked the Will Ferrell one. Yeah, uh, Will what Ferrell was, was good. Was it, uh, Dodge or Kia or whoever it was. I mean, I want to know how much money they paid to get the rights to have Squid Game, to have Stranger Things and all those references, and they had characters from those shows good. in. So, yeah. hey, listen, it's the Super Bowl. You go bigger, you go home. Yeah. Which brings us to the Super Bowl halftime show. As many a sports reporter tweeted live from Phoenix last night, it came into your mind, hopefully, that about Ugh. 60% of pop music over the past 20 years has come courtesy of one Rihanna. Mm-hmm. The woman released seven albums in eight years. Yeah, I know she, she hasn't performed live in X amount of years, but every single song she played in that 13-minute set last night was oh, a top 10 song on the Billboard charts yeah. at some point over the past decade plus. Well, you gotta, I mean, you got to make one... Uh, uh, it's very simple to figure out. If you're doing the halftime of Super Bowl, you, you've you've done something. You definitely oh, yeah, have done definitely. something. She was she was a superstar and was ruling it for a yeah, while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, Rihanna was my guilty pleasure mm-hmm. in early because I usually don't listen to music anything past 2000. But mm-hmm. Rihanna, Teresa K. Coat, Barbados, very beautiful woman, everything. I had my mouth all ready for some sex with Rihanna, and that's where you had an issue, Leon. <laughs> I had I had my mouth all ready for some sex with Rihanna, and then I was thrown I was thrown the loop. <laughs> I was thrown. I, I I didn't realize she was pregnant. Yeah. I didn't realize she was pregnant. Now she was still sexy. Don't get me wrong, but it just it just threw me. It, you know, it, it was, but like it was, it was the baggy the, sweatsuit. It was a baggy sweatsuit yeah. and everything. Now, yeah, I, I'm gonna warn you right now. There's probably like a lot 
of like pregnant women. Like sure, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners to the show. They're in the third trimester and they, you know, don't think they look pretty right now. They're getting ready to drive over and just <laughs> annihilate. I just don't said worry, she was not sexy. Not a lot of pregnant women to listen to. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. I just you'd be said surprised. she was sexy. I just said that I was throwing a loop. She did a good <laughs> job of hiding it because, like, it took me like four <laughs> songs to even realize it. Yeah. My well, girl no. kept saying she looks kind of big, and I'm like, yeah, she's thick. Yeah, you know, in a good way. Well, that was and the then I look closer. I'm like. Nah, she's got a belly going on. She sat on. down with uh, Nate Burleson and did the pre-Super Bowl interview. You couldn't tell. Her Could face, tell. she didn't look pregnant at all in any part of her body except her belly. She looks phenomenal. So she had her first mm-hmm. child last May. And so that's why at first I was like, okay, maybe she's still trying to work the baby weight off. But then I was like, this is Rihanna. Like, she definitely has like six trainers. Like, she would have worked it off. And so then I thought, well, maybe the whole costume is like an evolution. That's what I thought at first. Right. So this is her last year when they it announced yeah. it. And so she's got, you know, the outfit on. But then she's going to reveal that yeah. she's got some alternative outfit. But no, apparently... Most people didn't know that she was pregnant. And, yes, I understand there are plenty of you nooners out there that wanted to see Rihanna shake that tushy, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Amen. That's yeah. fine. I still think she is one of the most beautiful voices in the game today. Well, it's funny because you could bet on cleavage, and they said that was a no bet, but that, you know, they – There was definitely no cleavage. Yeah. It was like a full-on oh, yeah. bodysuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was scared for the baby and her – because of how high up she was. Dude, exactly. and that thing was shaking. Listen. Not appropriate. That's when I got concerned. Yes. After the first couple of minutes where I realized she is pregnant, and then the, then the, the altitude in which she was singing, yeah. I was like, why is she so high on this, on this damn stage? And that you thing was shaking, It was Leon. shaking. I didn't realize it until she went up for the final song when she sang the, um, what's it called, Diamonds <clears throat> in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So what you're saying is the wrong thing with shaking is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Huh? You turned in for the other thing shaking. <laughs> the platform. No, no, no. Not I'm the saying platform. The, the platform. I was concerned if the platform was shaking. Yeah, but remember, was like, remember how right, but initially you turned in yeah. for the other thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I'm a man. So what they probably planned on was having Rihanna. This was probably like six months ago. Correct. Right? And so this was scheduled. She wasn't pregnant. This was going to be her yeah. first appearance in seven yeah. years she hasn't performed. Yeah. And then you're pregnant, and you can't be like, oh, you're fired. She right. got it all done. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. why I thought uh, that her, you know, her, her, her dude would appear on stage with her. That was one of our props. Nobody we... appeared. Yeah. Yeah, nobody. I yeah. thought great, great show, but when I compare it to uh, Shakira slash Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. that's still my number one. That mm-hmm. was a just... great show. That's still number one. Oh, What's your number one? Shakira Prince. and uh, Prince is number one. I just meant like with the ladies. Oh, with yeah. the ladies. Yeah. That was okay, a great so, so the thing with Rihanna or with Rihanna, with J Lo and uh Shakira. and Shakira, yeah. that was a performance, which I think is what we were ex- like a full dancing performance, oh, yeah. which is what we were this expecting from do. Rihanna. The hips yeah. don't lie. Right. As they say. But yeah. for all intents purposes, because she was pregnant. And it I know was good. I know Mike Dempsey mm. Dempsey when we were doing the handoff with Jaguars today, he was insisting to me, well, she was still lip syncing last night. Of course. Listen, mm. they always have yeah. the background vocals yeah. going just it in case. She still way. sang a yeah. lot of that live last night. Yeah. And her voice is still beautiful. Yeah. yeah like, look, she's, she's, and that's where like I was upset with the J Lo Shakira performance because the two of them didn't sing as much because I don't think they were so busy sang. dancing. I swore I she, she did. No, there's no, no singing in those things. Just like they like you even said, based on like with the crowd and the mics and everything, they I don't think any like of them. They, they also showed you could literally see her stop singing Listen, and the yeah. vocals kept yeah, going. They can but sing, and as an audio engineer, you can move whatever mic up that you want, but you're going to have that music, her singing, yeah, playing. Right. 
along yeah. with it. I do but, like uh, this one, courtesy of High Tide on the South Side. He says that Riri's surprise guest was the baby. Um, I would just like to publicly state, sure. Kanye, Kanye, if you had just kept your mouth shut, you could have had your moment, man. Two of your songs last night. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot how many bangers Rihanna has. Right. Yeah, she's like a lot of them. so many. Hits. And I know they couldn't have Jay Z because it was the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah, but he was brought, there. brought by Apple yeah, Music, yeah. and since he's title, I get that. But yeah, man, mm. Kanye, sad. Did it to yourself, brother. Yeah. Super Bowl thirty. Anybody know whose halftime show was? Anybody? Anybody? Ooh. Isn't Anybody? that when they used to get that one group out? What were they called? Yeah. I think it wasn't people. a group. The Village People. No. No. In the first couple Super Bowls, wow. they always had like. Yes, that. I, I know have, who you're uh, talking Donna about. Ross. JJ. Donna oh, was Ross. Diana was Ross. Diana Ross. Ross. Yes. Pretty strong. Yes. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. Nice. Pretty strong. Do you remember who the halftime was here? Uh, Paul McCartney, right? Yeah, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Which, by the way, nice. Paul McCartney last night, they're showing all the celebs in the crowd, and they're showing, like, you know, people I've never even heard of, and then, like, and Paul McCartney. It's like, he should be the first one the that first they one. show. He's he a should sir. be lead off yeah. bad. No, they let off with LeBron. Nice. Especially sure with the hair, too. Oh, LeBron, which I'm sure offended Matt Hayes that they let off with LeBron. <laughs> Where's Jordan? Yeah. Where's Kareem? Jordan, Jordan wouldn't be you know, you know Jordan dead in a Super Bowl right. during the season. No, Jordan just wouldn't go because he doesn't need that, to go and you know have everybody stare uh, at him. LeBron crowned uh, himself. Did you see that? You see JJ? Of course he did because he got booed. Yeah, he, he got booed, booed, so he crowned himself. I even retweeted that. I thought it was hilarious. Oh. Hey, he's just there soaking it up. Who, yeah. who would? He's like the like the classic narcissist. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> up with the people. That's what yeah, they're called. Up with funny, the people. Yeah. All right. We'll segue back to the actual game on the field and uh, moreover tie it into your Jacksonville Jaguars, since I'm sure plenty of you out there are uh, looking for your football talk, not your halftime and commercial talk. But we will circle back to that in the one o'clock hour. Who cares hour. what they want? Yeah, that's it's true. It's the Super Bowl. It comes with everything. It's true. Well, mm-hmm. I would like to give you this. Speaking of Super Bowl, JJ, um, odds for the Jaguars. To win the Super Bowl 58 next year. What do you guys think they are? Anybody anybody get a chance to see them yet? No. 201. Yeah, I was going to say no. that. No. Here's what I love. I, I I believe that they've come down dramatically from the standard 200 to 1 that you would see every single year, it seems like, for forever. You know, coming out of 2017, they were probably pretty good, and then they went right back to being 150 to 1 or whatever. They're, they're 25 to 1 or something like that. I was about to say 30 like to 1, probably. Yeah. Mm. Any other guesses? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. 20. I'm gonna go for you. I'm gonna come 41. down. I'm gonna 41. come down from 201. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm gonna go 40. 35 yeah. to one. Okay, according to the good folks, <laughs> big come down. According come to down. the good folks, my friends at my bookie, <laughs> the Jaguars have a plus 2700 odds. Okay. okay. Right. According to the so good folks to over at BetUS, our other friends, or no, excuse me, not BetUS. Sorry, Bet Online, mm-hmm. our good friend Jimmy Shapiro, mm-hmm. 10th best odds, 25 to one. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. And so, look, if they're in the top 10, what, what, the, instead of being in the bottom 10, instead of being in the bottom third, instead of being in the bottom three, whatever it is, they're now top 10. And this is, you hope, the beginning uh, of a run where they're a regular in the postseason and they're being bet on like that and, and viewed like that. And it goes back to our discussion, which we're going to have a thousand different ways, a thousand different times in this offseason, is that keep the guys that you know that are important and make sure you add more pieces because this team – you need to find out what Calvin Ridley represents. That's number one in this offense to make sure that there's a deep threat to advance what's happening offensively. Which Wednesday is the day, folks, that yeah. Calvin Ridley will be eligible to apply for reinstatement into the National Football League. So we will keep you posted on that. I'm I'm seeing on Twitter, though, as we're talking about the Jaguars having, and I've seen some other outlets that say the eighth best odds, but mm-hmm. our friends mm-hmm. bet online right. and at my bookie, they say 10th best odds. And I see lots of Jaguar fans that are panicking. Because, well, that smells like 2018. That smells like 
2008. Wow. That smells like 2001. But does this one feel different? Yeah, I, I feel like it does because if you're looking at what happened in 2017 and in a lot of Jaguar fans, that was a great run, especially for the young Jaguar fans that hadn't seen anything like it because they had lived through a, just basically a decade of hell. And so when that finally got there, there was that feeling that those guys on the defensive side made a lot of plays early in games, got up, then they got to basically unleash on the other team's quarterback. There were backup quarterbacks uh, that were in for a lot of those games. That's why I feel like this one is different because the leadership, it looks like it's as sound as it gets. Uh, it looks like the quarterback is is emerging as a superstar. Remember, that was patchwork. Leonard Fournette had a great rookie season, and Blake Bortles had a great end to his season, which led to that contract extension, but by no means throughout the course of that year was he evolving like, like a big-time quarterback. I mean, I, the greatest common denominator is the fact that Trevor Lawrence – I mean, I know people love Blake Bortles, but we got Trevor Lawrence, yeah. who's a bona fide stud. All right, it's going to be probably throughout his career if he can if he stays healthy consistently, he could be one of the top five quarterbacks in the league mm-hmm. year in and year out. So that's the one difference right there for sure. Secondly, this team, although it made a nice little run and got into the divisional round, they don't feel like they did anything. I just felt in that 2017 team when they lost to the Patriots, the very next year they were talking off season, they were talking mad cash in the off season like they had won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or something like that. And I mean. And publicly, and they came about, and in the first half of the, the of the season, they went three and one. And when they beat the Patriots, they thought they already that was their Super Bowl. In my in my opinion, that mm-hmm. was their Super Bowl. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I just think this team with Doug and, and the coaching staff that he has around him, although this team is confident, they're 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 humble about their their upbringing, what they had to go through, what they had to go through this season, and what they had to accomplish. And I think I think the demeanor is going to be different going into this season. The, the whole notion of I, I forgot the the, the 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 motto they had. We ain't done nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that is their So plat- what now what? So what mm-hmm. now what? Thank you, JJ. So what now what? I, I just think that this team is every every week that ever evolving into being better and better. And that's how you propel yourself into the championship competition. Mm-hmm. Because every week you've got to get better. You you got to keep growing. You you can't you can't rest on your loyals and what you did in the past. You each week you gotta you've got to maintain that consistency. And I think this team is more equipped for it than maybe yeah, there's, was. There's no question to go undefeated in December. They they started to figure themselves out. They started to peak at the right time <clears> for the most part. Now they did have some kind of devastating injuries down the stretch, but for the most part they stayed, you know, pretty dang healthy. And then when Cam went down, they had an answer in Walker Little. Here's the other thing that if you're going to line up 17 and 22, five years apart, is that both times they spent a decent amount of money on free agency. They went out and they bought guys. They dropped in A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell, to go along with Malik, who they had signed the year before, and, and Jalen, the emerging star on the other side. Anyway, they had gone out and they, they, they dropped a lot of cash in free agency in a lot of spots. That was on the defensive side. On the offensive side this year, they went out and bought guys. And so they've got to make sure that the guys that they've got can stick around and play kind of like what Leon's describing is that they now see what's possible and can work together instead of all of a sudden kind of poking their chest out like we're ready to be crowned. Well, that's my thing. So I wasn't here in 2017, but I was here in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I get the sense that as much as a lot of folks are judging Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for this, you all doubted us and we did it anyways – 
mentality. Like, I don't I don't get that, like, ha-ha, we proved you wrong yeah. from this group of Jaguars, but I do get the everyone's counting us out. We still have yeah. a chip on our shoulder. It, it, and I, I don't yeah. think that was there in 2018. Yeah. I wasn't here again in 2017, but I didn't get a sense uh, of they were, we're trying to prove you wrong. It was we've arrived. They, you know what? It's just probably a combination of both because you could always use that. I always – give MJD credit for being the best at, at playing with this quote disrespected chip on his shoulder. Uh, but now everybody plays it, even the flipping Kansas city chiefs who are as good as they get. And you're going to try and convince me that the people were counting you out. Are you kidding? Uh, maybe they were loving on Buffalo a bit more. Maybe they were loving on Cincinnati a little bit more. That's fine. But by no means were there, were they counted out, but it was, it was a combo. It was crown us because you remember this. It was basically crown us because we have done it. We need to be recognized. Da, 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 da. And they probably did have a little bit of that in them. And, and, and look, this team easily could play the disrespect card because no one was respecting them too much until, that eight, and, until after and, the 17th season. And this team's got to be careful because KC comes here next year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and what, week two? Somebody, we don't know the schedule. We don't know the yet. schedule. But whenever they play them, if they play well and beat KC, that can't be your Super Bowl. You, 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 like 2018 right. against yeah. the Pats. Against, against the Patriots. Hey, against, yeah, so, I mean. Well, it also can't be the last time they came here when Mahomes did the famous no-look throw that should have been caught. We ain't trying to strong. remember all that, man. Yeah. And that was 11 plays into Foles' $88 million exactly. contract, it was. too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that uh, a lot of things went wrong that day. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that, that's for sure. But, yeah. That was not a good day. Yeah, it was not. It was not. But, yeah, if you, if you think about the pieces that can stay in place versus the pieces then, they, they basically had to carve off too much money that they spent going forward. But it lasted a couple of years. It just so happened that they all fell flat on their face. And Calais stuck around for a couple of more seasons. But this team was not the same. They just weren't. Uh, and they had to say goodbye to the Blake Bortles experiment. In walks that $88 million man. Uh, then he goes down basically as soon as the, the season gets rolling. And then you had the Gardner, you know, the Minshew Mania, which was great for a while. But then – it went right back to shredding this team's uh, star power by just kind of trading them off 10 cents on the dollar, and then you ended up getting to uh, the top of the draft uh, two years running. Some Jaguars news to get to from this morning. They signed 13 players to reserve future contracts. I'll run through the list of names in case you're interested. Some of these guys, you're probably going to be like, who's that? But a lot of them were on the practice squad this past off, this past season. That includes wide receiver Kevin Austin, offensive lineman Coy Cronko, Hawks, safety ter- Tyree Galepsi, kicker. The Irish leg, James McCourt, wide receiver, Jalen Moore, offensive lineman, James Murray, safety, Ayo Oyeloa, which I always mispronounce his name. He was part of the Pathway program from the UK this year. Quarterback, EJ Perry, tight end, Garrett Prince, running back, Makai Sargent, also go Hawks. Safety, Deontay Thompson, defensive lineman, Nick Thurman, offensive lineman, Daryl Williams, and wide receiver, Seth Williams. Again, those are reserve future contracts because now the NFL's rosters revert to 90 men rosters until the start of the 2023 season, which speaking of the 2023 season, you ready for something scary, boys? We are 15 days away from the NFL combine. We are 30 days away from NFL free agency, and we are 73 days away from the 2023 NFL draft. We're also two days away from Calvin Ridley Day, by the way. More importantly, yes. It'll happen. Two days. Yeah, it'll happen. So, the, you know, the, the decisions that will have to be made is getting that salary cap down and then figuring out what you can do because they're going to have to renegotiate like mothers to make sure that they get below it and then figure out what the next move is. When we come up in the 1 o'clock hour, I want to dive, and that's why I'm not going to bring it up fully now because I want to dive headfirst into this. My Super Bowl MVP from yesterday, not Patrick Mahomes, not Jalen Hurts. How about Doug Peterson's playbook? Not one, but two touchdowns that the Chiefs stole from the Jaguars. 
I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I have a lot of thoughts on what this means for Jonathan Gannon, who right now looks like he is the front runner to be the chief, or excuse me, the Cardinals head coach in Arizona. Yeah. Doesn't even have to hop on the plane back if he does decide to take the job. Um, what does that mean for not only those two franchises going forward, but also what does it mean for yeah. the Jaguars? Since now teams, hey, it's a copycat league. Oh, it's always been that way. Uh, what is it? Imitation is the sincerest form of, of flattery, and if you like it, you duplicate it, okay? You dupe it, you steal it, you do whatever you can, you put a little wrinkle on it, uh, and then you go out there and say it's yours. And that's basically what happens. Hit the text line, Design by Lifetime Enclosures, with your thoughts on yesterday's Super Bowl, with your thoughts on the commercials, on the Rihanna Halftime Show, and a whole lot more. 641-1010, the number to reach us at on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. At third down and three here at the Eagles' five-yard line. Chiefs have not led in this game. They trail 27-21. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kadarius Tony on a pick route to the near side. Couldn't be more wide open. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Yeah, you just heard uh, Taylor's update talking about Gators, and they were shining, uh, including Kadarius Toney. Uh, not only did he get in the end zone, he had the huge punt return, and that set up where Kansas City could basically make a lot of decisions on how to kill the clock, how to end up winning the game, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Kadarius Toney, uh, big time. Welcome into the 1 o'clock hour XL Prime time. Big Leon Cersei hanging out with us for another half hour. Matt Hayes, you can always check out his stuff at SaturdayDownSouth.com. Me, O'Brien, Joe C. JJ, we're all hanging out. Would love for you to jump in on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Any thoughts coming out of this Super Bowl? How does your team get to that big game? You can definitely come at it from that angle. We've been talking about what the Jaguars will need to do. But just on the Gator front, thank you. Jim McElwain, Will Muschamp, uh, Dan Mullen. You go down the line with all the guys that have been there before and now uh, Billy Napier. How? When's the next time you'll see two Gators that are stars on one side of the football field or the other, be it the defense or, in the case of Tony, it was a wide receiver slash special teamer. When's the next time we'll see two of those, Matt, uh, come out? Because Florida, they haven't kicked out nearly as much talent uh, uh, from from. The orange and blue down in games. They're pacing themselves, late. Jojo. Hmm? They're pacing themselves. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's yeah. He, he, he had a nice class this year. Yeah, we'll give him. Oh uh, yeah, nice and that's what that honestly that's what every Gator fan is looking forward to seeing uh, is that if they can start putting some more stars out there. But yeah, Kadarius Tony Dunlap also on that team. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the league. Yeah. For, God, how long is he been in the league now? He uh, fourteen years. Yeah, because he was one of the guys. Oh nine was his last year. Yeah, right? he was one of the guys yeah. in the oh eight championship game. So, yeah, probably nine. Yeah. Made a good long living for a long time. He was up in Cincinnati for a long time. Um, yeah, good good player. Uh, but it's – and by the way, his claim to fame was uh, he fell asleep at the red light, and they ended up busting him. And the reason that – Night before the SEC championship game. Yeah, the reason the cops were tipped off is because he went through a couple of red lights and, and never moved. <laughs> no, this cycle of green – Yellow, red, then another cycle of green. Hey, better yellow, than running the red, red. light. <laughs> True. Better than actually moving. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. All right, but anyway, I don't know how long it'll take uh, for that to happen. Same thing you can say for Miami, too. I mean, th- these football teams that we cover definitely have got to start kicking out a little more. I don't think there were any Knowles. Were there any Knowles yeah. at all? Either of those teams? I, I, I don't think uh, What's so. his name? Isn't Jamie Robinson? 
on uh, the Chiefs roster, mm-hmm. I think. Or one of the – or uh, Ken Doa, because he, he's still – he's going through the draft process. Ken Doa, I think, one of the defensive linemen. Yeah. All I right. think that's it. We'll look and see. Yeah. It's certainly odd that these three programs that were once so – I mean, mm-hmm. they were once so the standard of college football. Yeah. There's maybe two two players, if that, on, on both these championship teams. Yeah. No, it's uh, – what's his name? How do you pronounce – I always mispronounce it. Ken Doa. Kane Doe. Kane yeah. So, so he he, he's out for the year with an injury, but or I was the, was out for the game, I should say. Uh, but yeah, that's the only knoll that I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, we'll talk combine combine coming up in a couple of weeks, and just the 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 numbers that say Florida State got to stick stick, stick oh, around. Oh, and, sorry, duh. Yeah. We we already talked about Tommy Townsend, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about Tommy Townsend. But just mentioning those two stars yeah. on the field, uh, be it defense and offense, with Tony and and and, and Chauncey. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Townsend, right. uh, JJ and I were talking. Captain, about, by the yeah, way, yeah, he was special teams captain. He broke he the there. coin toss curse. We need yeah. to talk about this yeah. more. Well, said, First time in eleven years, the team that won the coin toss actually won the game. And he was smart. He called tails. Tails never fail. You know, hunters, ma- hunters matter too. People it might have something to do with Mahomes too, but yeah. All right, no, no, it's all about the coin toss, man. Come on, come all right. on. All right, so a couple people on the text line are trying to tell us there were six knolls. Can we turn this into a game? Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, so now I have the list in front of me of the Knowles. Okay, so try to name the six Knowles that were between the Chiefs and the Eagles rosters. Six? Six. So we already said Kane Doe. Oh, Johnson. Yep, Janarius Robinson, that's one. Or sorry, Roderick Johnson, sorry, I misheard you there. Can I give five? I don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Warwick Dunn. (laughs) Uh, Peter (laughs) Bulware. Any ideas? No. Sebastian Janikowski. Josh Sweat. Sweat, right. Marvin right. Wilson. Right. And apparent, <laughs> uh, apparently Derek Nadi. How do you? Uh, the Not Nadi. Nadi. Number 91. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. player. Good player. And We're way off on that thing. That's true. Yeah. You start thinking about all defensive all linemen, by the way. Right. Knowles. And, and Sweat was one of the ones that definitely had been, did, you know, four guys with double digit sacks. Did they get uh, the field is the question. Yeah. Did they what? Oh, were they on the field? Sweat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sweat for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely, he was one of the guys. too. Nice starter. Who had a nice, nice big heyday this year. 11 sacks. Uh, and, you know, you, you figure out those guys, like, where you kind of direct your attention. And you're looking at Sweat, <clears throat> Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, um, uh, Hargrove, all those guys. I mean, that's a ton of talent up there along that, that Philly Eagle front. That's for sure. Matt from Pontevedra wants to know how many canes. Mm-hmm. Did we see that graphic at all? Yeah, I, I was that graphic. I don't know, but if we're like joking about Canes not performing in the NFL, the joke's on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Joke's on you because Calais Campbell is coming back for a 16th season, and he also won the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. He's got to have the record for listen, the number of like sportsmanship awards in the National Football listen, League. Listen, as bad as Miami's been over the last two decades, you can look and see from 2001 to now, we're still top five as far as putting out talent in the NFL. That oh, just yeah. shows how bad the coaching's yeah. been at Miami. Yeah. That so, they've had talented players, but they just don't do anything so, at Miami. I love this is what these two are like. <laughs> I was, I'm just saying. Been reduced to, but I was just saying. I was just saying. He out. called us out. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. He called us out. He said, "Is any canes?" I said, "Listen." Fun. He was just poking a bear. Right I know there. that there yeah, was exactly. like three canes up for a Hall of Fame. Uh, duh. <laughs> so uh, I, if we're checking who has the best credentials when it comes to NFL teams, you want to check and see who Miami more canes than than those in the Hall of Fame? Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, but but again, we're we're now going into the vintage department. So <laughs> right, so right, I'm just right saying, now that dude's driving I'm downtown. Saying, going, how many times? How many games you won last? Year? I'm I'm just saying. I'm saying uh, if you want to go, to, if you want to go to the mountain top, I could take you there and yeah. drop you. Oh, 
<laughs> but it's the same thing we were talking about. Just the fact that, you know, the job that Mullen and McElwain and all those guys did, it's the same thing. You can go down to what, what Manny and, and you can go back to Al Golden. You can go back to Randy Shannon and all those guys. That's why both of those programs, and for that matter, Norvell, with what he's been able to do up in Tallahassee, is to get that thing going again. And Marvin Wilson, just to include him in this conversation, he was one of the guys that, Remember that first offseason of doubt for Norvell. They were calling him out. They didn't like the way things were starting off with him. And Wilson came out and was one of the vocal guys. Then came out and supported him big time. I mean, are you guys, you guys lost 45-3, and you're talking smack to the oh nose? Oh, my God. Yeah. The hell with the nose. How about that? <laughs> Why are you bringing up old stuff, uh, yeah. Matt? <laughs> That's from November. You're bringing up old stuff. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, That's they, a whole they go yeah old, we're bringing up old. players that retired 10 That's years right. ago. Fine. Not, not recent old. They want to go old, old. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's where it's at. Also, I don't even know if that was a knoll on the text line. That could easily be a gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was a knoll. Mm-hmm. You thinking? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well. Then I don't have any much to say. <laughs> Happens. Let's segue. Gators, are, gators aren't searching for knoll graphics on you know, Twitter. Let's segue back to uh, to the Eric B. Enemy Jaguars playbook comment. Um, so this is courtesy of Rustin Dodd at The Athletic. On Saturday before the Super Bowl, Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy played a clip from the Eagles-Jaguars game where a receiver faked a jet sweep motion. Quote, EB put it on tape and said, hey, like if they do this, this guy is wide open. And so they did it twice. Mm-hmm. And both times fooled Jonathan Gannon's heralded defense mm-hmm. and were able to score touchdowns on the pass to Kadarius Tony and on the pass to Sky Moore. Yeah. That was literally ripped out of the Jaguars playbook. Um, again, this is in the athletic in case you're curious. Yeah, and, and the same thing I would think Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, and you can include Eric Bieniemy in this conversation because all of them, you know, at one time or another have worked together side by side. And so that's the idea is that you find what you think scheme-wise will catch that other team off guard, get them to bite. Like you can just imagine you did certain yeah. things <clears throat> offensively to make a defense, boom, think something that you'll hope that you can well, count. Well, that's why, you know, I question I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles defense is flawed. I mean, all this talk about the sacks and all this other kind of stuff. If it happens to you once, I'll give you a pass. It happened to you twice. The same thing. So that means, that, first of all, Andy Reid outcoached Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. He outcoached him. Actually, if he did these two plays and scored 14 points for him and you don't make any adjustments after the first one, then there, there's an issue right there. Yeah. I mean, they saw some kind of weakness in, in how they communicate secondary-wise in motion, and they exposed it out for what we did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you get happens to you the first time, you go to the sidelines, you make corrects, okay, they're doing this and that, can't let it happen again. They did it the second time. I want to know about the, 70, How's that 70, the 77 sacks. Not one. Not one. Yeah. They're Not flawed, one. bro. So, this uh, all right, all right, this team had a better pass rush. Yeah. Against the Chiefs, then then Eagles. Exactly, that's saying something. Do you want a real plot twist, Leon? So apparently, Rustin Dodd, the Kansas City Chiefs reporter for the Athletic, how he got this insight about Eric Bieniemy's Saturday night conversation with the mm-hmm. offense was courtesy of backup quarterback, one-time Jaguar Chad, Chad Henney, who by the way announced his retirement mm-hmm. after last night's Super Bowl. Here's from the story. According to Henny, the Chiefs coaches had discovered that when the Eagles lined up in man coverage, they would overcompensate if an offense used a motion that looked like a jet sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. they're biting, and then they're not, yeah. adjusting. not adjusting. Okay, you get full once, you know, it's, you know, full, you know, shame on, 
you fooled me twice, shame on me. And that's basically what they were able to do. And if you keep looking, those eyes in the skies, those coaches up top are going, you know what? They're not adjusting. Do it again. And Doug boom, did get worked. his flowers in this story, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Rustin Dodd goes on to say, Henny understood the offensive mind of Jaguars coach Doug Peterson, the Andy Reid disciple who had guided the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship five years ago. So he figured it would be open. He did not anticipate that would lead to two touchdown passes for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know – the pregame, I, I remember watching the pregame of the Super Bowl. They had the the Eagles defense in the same category in the arena of the 85 or 84 Bears. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, can you believe what, that? What did I tell you Friday? They were talking about if the Eagles win, it's, a, it's the yes, beginning of the dynasty. I'm like, what are you talking about? They played about? no good quarterbacks. Nobody. The second half of the year, they played two good quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. And, and Dak and them loaded up. Both of them up. had a bad yeah. year this year. They And they put up like 40 points against them. Yeah, Dak and them loaded up points-wise against them. More from Chad Henney um, in actually breaking down that play, Leon. He said, they're just trying to protect themselves from the jet sweep and trying to bubble over the top and get an extra player on the other side of the field. But we faked the jet twice, and they didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an indictment. And this is the Super Bowl, the Eagles, too. Defense. This is the Super Bowl. And you get faked out twice in the red zone <laughs> on this kind of play. Cru- crucial moment in the game. Yeah. You get faked that. Don't make the adjustments. And moreover, like I said, th- that defense coordinator, Gannon, apparently the front runner for the Cardinals job, which, oh, yeah, by the way, um, 15 days until the combine, there are still two NFL franchises that have not hired a head coach. I personally am very upset that Jim Ursay did not make his head coach hiring during the Super Bowl because I was rooting for that prop bet yeah, he personally. Probably, yeah, he probably thought about it, yeah. Uh, and then, well, it uh, came out yesterday that it's supposed yeah. to be the OC for the Eagles. And it's yeah. not going to be Jeff Saturday. Yeah. I'm upset for content purposes. All right, so this is the beautiful thing about Andy Reid. We're just talking about the plays that they called and, and, and how the Eagles reacted to it. Uh, this story is pretty good. Uh, you take a look at the situation. Eagles led by 10 as Rihanna's singing to the world. Momentum beginning to shift to the Kansas City Chiefs side when they come out of the locker room. Uh, they got the ball at the Eagles' five-yard line early in the fourth quarter, third and three. Uh, Andy Reid looks at his play sheet and calls the play that he loves. Corn dog. Mm. Corn dog was the name of the play. You absolutely have to appreciate Andy Reid, okay? Because you people were betting on whether he would eat a cheeseburger uh, on the sidelines after the game was over. But the fact that he has a play called Corn Dog and it scored, yeah, that that that's Andy Reid. Chad Henney had a beer, by the way, on the field after he announced mm-hmm. his retirement. Yeah. I'm not really sure if that was on brand because I don't think it was. But listen, oh, why yeah. not? Yeah, and and by the way, the Bud Light commercial, one of them I, I liked because it had my dude. Um, from the, the I think it's either Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Anyway, Miles Teller. Uh, when they do the story of the Godfather, Miles Teller was in it. I loved it. Good commercial. Uh, by the way, want to give a shout out to our boy, B Morgan, Brian Morgan, formerly of uh, the University of North Florida, now with the communications department for the entire A Sun, listening to XL Primetime from Tennessee. Uh, nice. He he texted me. He was a big fan of the Benefer Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I liked it. Affleck's taking yeah. taking orders. And I didn't know they were a thing again. Oh, they're married. Yeah, now. on and oh, off. They are yeah. Again? Remember, on and off now for oh. for decades, and then finally they're they're back on. Again. I don't like that Affleck has to do his fake Boston accent to like convince you that he's from Boston. It's cringe. I appreciated. Uh, it was Medford, Massachusetts, and a lot of kids I went to college with are from Medford, Massachusetts. So I was like, hey, okay, actually, like went out into the community and did it. It's real. I appreciate that authenticity. Well, very, I, very, very uh, Boston. Yeah, I think I'm more interested in the preview of the Jordan movie. Where, oh, uh, the propaganda the, how flick! They, how yeah. they actually signed him. Uh, 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 yeah. 
I, you know, that looks so that, boring. That I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Why would you that say looks it looks boring? so boring. Wow. Oh, let's t- make a two-hour movie. First of all, make it rated R, and it's going to be about signing a guy to a shoe deal. Yeah. And, like, boomers, like, matter, like, bro, he re- hell yes! First of all, Jordan first of all, for life! First of all, he first revolutionized. Of you become a little bit of a hater so on you the free are, era. Of listen, your first era. of all, yeah. he revolutionized shoe sneaker yeah. sales, all right? He yeah, revolutionized. He okay, he revolutionized. Okay, make a documentary. He revolutionized athletes branding themselves. Yes, make branding themselves, making money. Jordan's already did not that. even in the movie. It's yeah, not it's a, about Jordan. They already did the documentary. Well, you it's a 10-parter. You know yeah, we like watched it. 60, you know, <laughs> we talk probably. about it every day ad nauseum. On this <laughs> I, mean, I bet you got on some Nike right now. Uh, no, I have Puma. Uh, oh, I have Nike pants on. Uh, there I, I don't hate Nike. I hate the constant Jordan propaganda that we have to live through day and in, I, day I, out. I, I have the to guy s- retired in like What's 2000. propaganda? Yeah, What's the propaganda? Hey. fake movie commercial that Nike's making. I, I got to ask myself, though. That we're I've, talking about right now. I've not heard Jordan <laughs> shoved down my throat on a daily basis in a long time. You know, the ones that, that have been out of the game for a minute are the Mannings. And the Mannings are around a ton. Now, they've been, you know, not as removed for as long, but they're the ones that you could say, hey, it's kind of getting shoved down your throat a little Peyton bit. Peyton was in a commercial MJ? last night. Yeah. They're always yeah. in commercials. Yeah. yeah. I think the beauty of it, though, is that the Mannings. I love them. The they're, Mannings, they're, they're have, great, the Mannings but... have moved into their post-playing career lives. Mm-hmm. I still firmly believe, and I know he has been out of the game for 20-plus years or almost 20-plus years, uh, Michael Jordan has not. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you watch The Last Dance, you cannot tell me that that man still doesn't think he could play right now. Oh, of course he does. The, That's uh, why the Mannings are everywhere because yeah. they're they're embracing it. I yeah. think Michael Jordan still deep down has still got oh, this yeah. festering jaundice uh, and all. Yeah. yeah. Well, they probably all. He's think a tortured it to soul. Yeah. Let's be real here. I feel bad because he is the greatest of all time. Sorry, JJ, but like, you know, like well, it stinks. He's not, but, uh, I, I think everybody that has competed at that level, you still think you can do it, even though you know you can't. You, it's the classic line. You know, the head says yes, the body says no. And so you probably all, you know, from a mental standpoint, you look at it and go, I yeah, yeah. I mean, guy. yeah, I, I find myself, I know I can't physically play the game anymore, yeah. but mentally I'm in tune to when I'm watching the offensive line and yeah. I can tell when they suck and I can tell when they play good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I give my assessment, my grade on what I see, how they perform. Yeah. But never do I think that, hey, I can go back out there and play. Yeah. But I, I know a caliber like me and Baselli, if we had played in this era, I'm just saying. You hit a dominator is what you're saying. <laughs> Not All according right. to JJ. According yeah. to JJ. Oh, you know? my God. Leon, okay. don't let him come between us like that. <laughs> That's right. That's That's right. right. I, mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, according to JJ, you know, seriously, the, <laughs> best, tackle, the best tackle in the NFL He's is trying Cam to come here with a shit. Well, listen. Cam Robinson no, there's LeBron in this argument. Yeah. Wow. And I say that because there's less hitting, <laughs> there's less pounding, there's less camp, and then, then we save our bodies. I mean, yeah. listen. Cam Hale took at least <laughs> five years off my car. I think that's, at least. that's plausible. It really is. When I heard Rob Johnson the other day said that they had 35 straight, 35 straight. Think about padded that. practices. Think about that. Yeah. 35 straight, two-a-day practices. LeBron would need load so management. literally had 17 straight days of two yeah. days. It's just insane. <laughs> yeah, it's XL Prime time. is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. 27 minutes after the 1 o'clock hour, XL Primetime, hanging out. Big source about to bust out of here. We look back at the Super Bowl and we'll be looking ahead because this football team has much more to say about the AFC 
than they did last year. This team was just barely getting to where Doug Peterson was hired and putting his staff together about this time a year ago. We celebrated that February 3rd day. That'll be celebrated every year right here on XLP, that's for sure. But that team, as far as holding it together, you know, Kansas City, you go back to their loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and that was largely because three offensive linemen had been hurt leading up to that game, and and they just could not protect Mahomes. So, Leon, your point earlier is that offensive line should be recognized as much or more than the Philadelphia Eagles because we just – everyone loved on the Eagles' lines – defensive with all their sack masters and then offense with all the polish that Kelsey and Johnson and all those guys had. There was a lot of turnover over the last couple of years in Kansas City, and they were able to make sure they fixed that bad boy. So they had him to where he he, he wasn't running for his life. Well, I mean, listen, the offensive line took it personal. Uh, I can remember there was a scenario here in 1998 where we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I won't mention the guy's name, but Mm -hmm. it was a teammate, former teammate of mine's who was, you know, running a little bit about how many sacks he was going to get against us or whatever. And so I woke up the next morning and I told the offensive line, I, I knew who he was going to be going up against. And I told him right before the game that he said he's going to get a sack on you, sack on you, sack on you. And to make a long story short, those guys interiorly, you know, they whooped him pretty good. He didn't get any sacks, ran the ball effectively and all that kind of stuff. So you got to imagine the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs the whole week of hearing this chitter-chatter about how great this defensive front is. Uh, these guys, these guys got double-digit sacks, and they get pressure and all this other kind of stuff. How how was the Chiefs' offensive line going to man up against this team? This team that's in the same category as the '85 or '84 Bears. I mean, any offensive lineman mm-hmm. that's got any umph about them is yeah. going to get po'd absolutely. And this showed on Super Bowl Sunday. This offensive line didn't give them a sniff, an absolute sniff. They gave them zero. Of sacks, of pressure. Now they got a couple of pressures here and yeah. there, but it, but pivotal times in the game yeah. where they they needed a sack or to cause some some kind of disruption, absolutely nothing. So my hats go off to the Kansas City offensive line for getting it done. And that's where Mahomes turned those scrambles mm-hmm. uh, into big plays because when he did finally feel that pressure, he was able to get out from underneath it, get open. Uh, those were massive runs that he had in this game. No, that's why I was going to say how much of this Leon was sacks can be a quarterback stat because I felt like a lot of this was Mahomes pocket awareness because yeah that line did a good job of keeping him clean but it wasn't like there weren't defenders getting in the vicinity of Patrick Mahomes but here's the thing when it comes to the offensive line when listen I love Mark Brunel but Mark Brunel was a scrambler I I like to know where my quarterback's gonna be Mm -hmm. all right because because you've got to uh you've got to establish a certain uh, awareness to where how you got to block your guy, move your guy, whatever. And if you got a scrambler, it's not always you, you're not always in the best position when it comes to your defender because you, the quarterback's pocket awareness. He's he's constantly moving in and out right. the pack the, the pocket, and he might take off. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I was in Pittsburgh, I knew what I knew when the other was going to be. All right, he was going to be in the pocket. He wasn't going to run, so I knew how to effectively keep my guy to, outside of him. Because he wasn't going that way. Mm-hmm. But when you got a scrambler like, you know, uh, you know, Mark Brunel or mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, the kind of stuff that they can effectively affect the game with your legs, it makes it a little bit more tedious for an offensive lineman to, to, to stay in front of guys because you never know when he's going to go in, out, 
back, forth, and into the pocket or absolutely scramble. But they do help you sometimes, too, though. They help you sometimes, yeah, now, too. Now, if you whiff and he gets yeah. out of it, hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because now T-Law is going to become that guy. Yes. He's going to become a yes. more willing runner. I think we certainly all saw that, and we know he's capable of it. I would think every offseason he's going to put two or three more pounds of muscle on. He's just going to become a, a, a guy that understands exactly what he needs to do to make it, it, him better at his craft. Oh, yeah, I can see him with a lot of either design runs or more willing runs. Leon, before year. we send you off for the day, uh, I want to pour one out, and I would like your analysis and assessment of it, but I want to pour one out for the Eagles' offensive line. JJ, if we could get the violin music, please. Um, outside of the state of Iowa, I'm not sure we have ever seen that many designed QB sneaks on third and one and fourth and one run so successfully as we did last night. Well, here's the thing. The key to any effective uh, quarterback sneak is it's all about leverage. It's it's like you, you I don't know if they, they, you take a shovel, you, you put it in the dirt, you lift it up. <laughs> offensive line is the offensive line is that shovel, all right, and the D line is that dirt, all right. So you got to get low underneath them, and then you got to lift them up out the pile. I did call D line my dirt because most of them, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Offensive line, this got to be that shovel. And that I, you watched them a couple of times when they get real low, got get real on the D lineman. I Man, I saw kids, Chris Jones, who was was a dominant defensive tackle, yeah. just get bounced up out of there. Yeah, and, and that's one the time key. he leaped over. Yeah, because he was yeah, so sick of it. Got, yeah. I, I know yeah. he he got tired of roller skating back. So I'm wondering. Hard. This is a brand new phenomenon, by the way, where they do that that muddle uh, huddle almost in the back. They're gonna they're gonna outlaw. They're gonna, they're gonna outlaw. I was about to say that yeah. they're gonna make it so you can't do the bush push. Yeah, they're gonna get rid of. It. I mean, they, they, when they it, were going it, for it, two, it, I I thought I was thinking to myself, just line up again, yeah. do it again. Yeah. yeah. It, it not not hard. That's what, uh, yeah. that's, not. what that's what Kirk Ferentz would have done. So yeah. for what it's yeah, worth, know that, yeah. Right. But but Nate this Stanley one, forever. But this one, they made all those other big plays, which you had to respect. Uh, if you didn't make any of those other plays, this might be tougher or, or easier to defend. But yeah, that's exactly what they did. All right, big. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right. He heads out. Yeah, yeah. We say hello to Jared Rice, tournament director for the players championship uh, yeah we can't forget that uh there was a golf tournament in phoenix as well this weekend which i honestly was kind of sad that you know in the moment last year i remember people saying waste management and the super bowl are the same weekend and i was like oh my god that's party of the year but i feel like we lost some of the crazy viral videos because they were that same weekend in the same location i i I, the the 16th at tpc scottsdale just stands alone all by itself but it's hard to top last year when Harry Higgs and a couple of them were ripping their shirts off at the 16th at TPC Scottsdale. I mean, they were having a blast. And so they were probably feeding off that Super Bowl environment. But anyway, the schedule was a little whacked for a while, so they had to play catch up. Uh, but we'll get with our, our man, Jared Rice. We've got a chance for you to win tickets coming up, so stick around. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool. On 1010XL. 20 minutes in front of the 2 o'clock hour, XL primetime on a Monday, hanging out. Big Surce heads out, and in walks uh, the superstar that is the Players' Championship. Jared Rice, the executive director. What is up, Mr. Rice? How are big you? Big Surce. Those are big shoes to fit. That is that true. Is, that is a large human. So, way back when, he tells the story, which is great. They uh, they had what was a Cersei 17 sub at a sub shop okay. when he okay. was playing at Miami because the – University of Miami didn't have enough money to go out and buy him shoes. They would go get the Miami Dolphins kind of cast-offs. Yeah, yeah. 
and they gave him size 17 shoes. He's really only, what did he say? He's a 15 and a half, I think. (laughs) Right. But he he squeezes into a 15 and a half. Got it. Got it. 15 and a half. So, yeah, you are talking big shoes. All right. So, you know, we'll visit with you Mondays leading up to the players and then the Monday after. Which we appreciate live in studio. Yeah, you come rolling in. Let's go. Uh, the the let's let's feed off of what happened yesterday because Sh- Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. began a little run last year when he won four times and six starts and the WM was one of them. He wins at TPC Scottsdale and it gets a pretty dang good field. Um, stacked field uh, again. You can kind of see the evidence of uh, these designated events and new structure mm-hmm. to our season. That's you know that that's. Yeah, there, there you go. There you, yeah, there you see it the right there. That's the big purse they were talking about. Exactly. Um, yeah, the field strength is absolutely incredible. Um, I thought it was interesting yesterday, again, as a lead-up to the Super Bowl, that, you know, just from a competitive perspective, um, it was it was pretty tough. I mean, he did not – he he missed a, quite a few fairways and mm-hmm. but was number one in scrambling. He only had two bogeys all week. Um, yeah. You know, some of those spots that, for any of us, um, we'd be we'd be looking at a lot more than bogey. So, yeah. he was uh, – he was – he was working his golf ball pretty good. So for you, Jared, and then of course looking <laughs> at the leaderboard from this past Sunday's tournament or past weekend's tournament, excuse me, knowing that you know JT's in fourth, John Rahm, who just announced his commitment to the players last week, in third, Jason Day in fifth, but Scotty Scheffler wins again. Mm. My question for you is: Is Scotty Scheffler the new face of the PGA Tour, well, or is, is it still those guys? It's certainly what he has to be in the, you know, he's certainly one of them. And, you know, he, he is in that discussion. He is playing incredible. He is, um, d- deserves to be in that, uh, in that group of players, just to, again, the way that he's, he's playing right now. And, uh, you know, see if he can use this as a springboard. It obviously was helpful. The win last year was very helpful to how he finished out the year. So uh, maybe this is what, um, you know, gets him going. And he's uh, at the top of the leaderboard here in a few weeks of players. So are we going to see players taking shirts off in the fairway? <laughs> is that, that going to happen? Uh, no. <laughs> right, so. No, this would be a perfect time for me to say how much I appreciate the listening audience and their, um, you know, just uh, appreciating the, the, the fan decorum? behavior. Decorum. decorum. Thank you. Thank you. I, right, I was so. struggling with the word there. All right, so last Thursday was, I guess, a month away from the first round. Mm-hmm. Explain what, what you guys are doing now moving forward, getting ready for the tournament. Um, we are in blocking and tackling mode. This is you are in the in the weeds. I've used that a few times, but um, you are thinking about literally every step a certain stakeholder is taking, whether it's our players, their support teams, um, their physios, their trainers, their translators. I mean, I, the the list is very long, and that's one of the things that we do at this point is we've talked about how we're going to change. We've narrowed down what's possible. And then, okay, how are we going to go implement that and make sure that everybody who sets foot on the property from a player to fans, we've thought through how they, they come on site. So we are, uh, we're, we're deep into it, but, and the course closed on Sunday. So that was the final, uh, Sunday was the final round right. for, for stadium, uh, open to resort play. And now mm-hmm. we're, it's, uh, now we're just greening it up. See, the, the beautiful thing is that these players know what they've got to do. They know that the execution level is going to be very high. Uh, and when you think about the subtle minor changes that you made or have made the superintendent to this golf course, at least tell people a little bit about what, what has changed. So I think, you know, just a, it, it's interesting. It is a science. And mm-hmm. so being in the room and listening to Jeff Plotz and, uh, you know, members of our agronomy group, um, it, it's kind of amazing. And you're thinking like, yeah, you talk about grass growing. Well, they do. And yeah. it, and in order to make it competitively as as it's not as slippery as the Super Bowl. <laughs> field, okay? maybe, yeah. Maybe we get a call, but, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's unbelievable the science that goes behind it and how I, I thought this was interesting. They said that now that we've come from May into March in an overseeded environment, you know, the, 
it, it, the, it's a, it's a uh, living, breathing thing. Like it mm. learns how to come back and grow mm. in and, and the, you know, it, it, it'll look better every year. And, you know, that's what they're telling us so far is that uh, it looks pretty choice. So better than last year. Yeah. A couple off our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures for you, Jared. Uh, mm. This one's courtesy of our good friend Matt in Pontevedra. <laughs> I wonder if he's following Pontevedra lacrosse quite like the rest of okay. us uh, at this table are. Uh, he wants to know, can you ask when the fan shop will be open the weekend prior? And that, of course, leads us into opening weekend. Oh, that's fantastic. Look, at I've got all sorts of notes here. We are open. <laughs> I know a lot of Matt's in Pontevedra, so I'll uh, I'll be, I'll be yeah. uh, making a few phone Matty! calls. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Um, but March 3rd. Uh, so opening weekend is March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And the idea there is that uh, it's an opportunity for uh, you know, fans, listeners to come out, check out the fan shop. Um, we're going to do some you know, special uh, you know, special activities that we mm-hmm. haven't announced yet, but working with some partners to do some, some fun things. Um, we'll have uh, food trucks coming out. We'll have our 17th challenge. But again, best opportunity to come out and, um, and check out what's new in the fan shop. So March, thir- March 3rd is 12 to 5. March 4th is uh, 10 to 5, and Sunday, March 5th is 10 to 5. So uh, swing, swing by and check everything out. All right, if you're, if you're all around the city, you, you, yeah. you can't get there Thursday through Sunday. What day do they need to be there earlier in the week, and why? Well, it, so if you can't come Thursday, it's, it's Tuesday or Wednesday, right? Um, and I'm glad you asked us about um, practice rounds. I think this is one of the more underrated or underappreciated experiences for fans here is that, again, we have just but from a resident perspective, we have our traditions and you know, Thursday I'm to see friends or Friday I'm doing entertaining. Tuesday and Wednesday, um, it's early release in St. John's County. It's um, uh, spring break in Duval. Oh, wow. Okay. Guy, you know, the guys are around and really now they're practicing. They're inside the ropes. They're grinding. But um, just their approachability and how easy it is to see them. Uh, play and and compete and see what they're working on, um, taking a few shots and and you know those autograph areas are a ton of fun. So, um, anyways, Tuesday Wednesday can't be Tuesday. It's Military Appreciation Day, so that's that's hard to. Yeah, we've got so that. wait so so yeah. what where are the I'm sorry Jim, yeah. where where are the autograph areas specifically? So we uh, push everybody to an autograph area that's just behind the clubhouse. So um, that's specifically for kids. We make sure the players know that's that's where you sign autographs. Uh, it's easier for them because that yeah. way they can get through their practice rounds. Um, otherwise, they'd just be you know, tied up for the, the entire afternoon. And uh, so they know to go there, and we push fans. So to only there. Only there. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the kids, like my buddy Pete from Sunset Grill, his kid's tugging on his shirt saying, you know, Wednesday, right? <laughs> Wednesday, yeah, right? Yeah. We're going Wednesday, right? And so that way they can see those players. It's important, and yeah. Every player is mindful of it. Gives that yeah. little you know section of their day if it's an early practice yeah. time or late practice. Tuesday's time. a little bit I would say a longer day. Wednesday the guys tend to be done a little on the earlier side um, because it's you know, half you know, yeah. 70, seventy some odd guys are getting up uh, pretty early the next day. So um, that's I have to vote. Tuesday. And you'll see firsthand just how approachable some of these players are in the <laughs> brand new Netflix series, the long-awaited Netflix series that's sure. debuting this week. Isn't that right, Jerry? Yeah, the 15th. So we're doing a little sneak preview over at uh, the Global Home later on this afternoon for our staff. And uh, I've seen bits and pieces, not much more than what you all see in the trailers. But mm-hmm. um, I think it'll be, from what I've read, um, really looking forward to the Joel Damon story and to hear how that uh, plays out. But Again, the idea to get behind some of the personalities, um, see how seriously they take it, um, the health, the wellness, the the athletic composure or mm-hmm. uh, you know, nature to all of this, 
And um, I, I think it'd be a, a neat, neat opportunity for, for fans to see what really goes into being a PGA Tour professional. Because what's fascinating about it, in case you're not familiar, is that the idea for partnering Netflix with the PGA Tour was born out of Formula One success right. with the Netflix series and then the growth of that sport internationally ever since that Netflix series. And so I, I think it's fascinating that, you know, all of a sudden all these F1 fans were born out of the pandemic and watching Netflix. And now potentially we could get a whole new generation of golf fans too, through this series. I th- and, and it's, it's a great point in that um, it's hard during the course of competition to build personalities and um, you know, understand again, Max home is a great one. Cause he won recently. And for those of you that follow him on Twitter, he's got a great, yeah, gr- great social. He's got a great way. He just tweeted. <laughs> apparently uh, he is flying. It looks like he's flying economy mm-hmm. on his flight back from phoenix and exit row yeah exit row yeah <laughs> he's got the exit he row Take, taking that responsibility very seriously <laughs> so you're going to be able to see that kind of stuff that it, you know is maybe uh comes through a little bit easier in, in other sports and i um you know again just when you think about the technology and how we're storytelling as a as a sport um the mic'd up segments that have come through of late They've were incredible max yeah. being one yeah. and then tom kim uh this past week yeah. and uh, i don't know if you saw it but definitely he's worth such looking a trippy into. good dude yeah and, and, you know, the interaction with his caddy and, you know, they have this uh, debate about which club uh, caddy turns out to be right and just, yeah. you know, sticks it to five feet. Like, that's that's yeah, gold. Nice. Yeah. And Keith Mitchell at, at Pebble was great, too. All sure. right, so let's, uh, let's give them the obvious right now. Yeah. Parking and tickets. And we know, we know <laughs> parking is going to run out. It is. You it can- will. It will. So uh, theplayers.com, that's where you w- want to go. Make sure you, uh, you get your tickets, you make your parking arrangements. A um, couple of new things, uh, you know, we'll continue to work with Uber and Lyft. So rideshare, I think we're all experiencing rideshare is a little mm-hmm. bit more you know, back to normal, I'm using air quotes, um, so that we are prepared for that and, and have that uh, entry over off of ATP, which is our couple's gate. So that'll that'll be in place. We're running three uh, free shuttles for uh, through Nocatee. Mm-hmm. So we'll post that on theplayers.com. So check that out if that's on your way to the to the championship. Uh, that's a that's an option for you. Right. Uh, and we're also working with the, uh, some downtown groups about improving the downtown shuttle experience. Too. Everyone so, says, I, I don't want to have to worry about uh, an Uber or riding a shuttle because I don't want to have to wait. Just picture yourself in traffic, okay? <laughs> picture yourself in traffic, sure, and sure. that's waiting. And leave a little early. That doesn't, yeah. you know, listen, there's plenty to do out here, plenty to see. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're out here a few, a few minutes early, not, not the end of the world, better to beat the traffic. Yeah. All right, before we say goodbye, Jared, yes. did have this one off the text line, and mm-hmm. we were already planning on talking about mm-hmm. it. Let's look ahead to the Genesis Invitational. Tiger Woods is playing. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's that's kind of been like the storyline, <laughs> even though there was another really great golf tournament this weekend, and the players just a couple weeks away. Um, in your opinion, Tiger Tiger's chances at Genesis, chances Tiger plays in some other local tournaments, potentially here. Oh, in three weeks? Yeah, um, yeah. Here, I would just, in terms of Genesis, and Joe's bringing this up, uh, it's been a hard event for him to win. I didn't realize the stats. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you. you know. most, most starts on tour at an event that he hadn't won. It's crazy. I thought that was yeah. unbelievable. So it's, it, it's a tough place for him to play, but yeah. he's got roots there. And um, I just love hearing our players talk about him. And if you saw some of the clips from uh, WM Open when they heard he was going to play this week, it was um, it was some some great responses. Yeah. So they want him to see him out there. They want to play with him. They want to beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd certainly anytime we have a past champion and a multi time past champion uh, in our field would be would be pretty sweet. So hopefully he's, he he does well and stays yeah, healthy. What's, what's the latest Healthy. he could commit? Uh, the Friday before, so it'd be Friday of Arnold Palmer Invitational. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
And, no, he said like about and Joe, you illuminated yeah. on this on Friday. Like he he doesn't want to just play the majors necessarily yeah. because that was too hard last year. So he I is, mean, he's made it clear it will be a very very ultra limited schedule. Yeah. But he can pick a month apart, and if he does it like that, and the body responds, that's the thing. Will the body respond? And does he want one more start before he goes yeah. to Augusta? Yeah. The um again, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch this week. That's not a mm -hmm. that's not a flat court. You know, he's not no. in the desert. No. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he does this week and how he holds up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tickets, they can go to players.com, theplayers.com, and get that going too. Right? Absolutely. That's the place to be. All right, dude. Thank you very much. We will see you next Monday. Yeah. Hanging out with us and on the heels of Jared coming in. Here's the hook. Here's the hookup. Uh, JJ, we've got tickets to Riley Green, the Military Appreciation Concert. So not only can you go check out one of the stars of, of country, but you got a little something else, right? Absolutely. So not only do I have a pair of tickets to the Players' Championship Military Appreciation Concert, I also have a $25 gift, uh, gift certificate excuse me, to Taco Lou. So be caller number four right now at 641-1010, and I'll hook you up. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Two o'clock hour is here on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. And before we dive back into our analysis and assessment of this year's Super Bowl, let's quickly touch upon basketball, boys. Because what if I told you, for the first time in 20 years, the University of Alabama is the number one team in college basketball. Uh, is Nick Saban on the hot seat? Is Alabama now a basketball it's school? A, it's a hoop school. Hoop school. It's all Nate, not Nick. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely insane, yeah, especially yeah. with what Nate Oates has done. I mean, he was at Buffalo not too long ago, and now his best player from a year ago is the sixth man on that Crimson Tide team. They jump up to number one in the AP poll. Purdue falls to number three after losing to Northwestern yesterday. You know what's weird is they've got a really old arena. Mm -hmm. They don't really have the support that some of the other schools in the SEC do. Right. You know, like the one – about 70 miles away from yeah, the city. Yeah, with that major Reno. Right, right, and, you know, just they keep winning because he's got players. Yeah, well, I was He knows gonna, how to recruit. Yeah. He knows how to develop them. And he knows how to coach on game day. And guess what? Nate weird. Nate Oates also goes into the transfer portal. Yeah, because I was going to immediately and ask you, Matt. And he's still the number one team in the country. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, all those, you know, you're right, facilities and all that stuff isn't there. But how is it that this, this he was accomplished, like Mia said, from Buffalo. But how is it? that it seemed like immediately when he stepped onto an SEC court and floor, he was able to attract – we're talking – now, I don't know whether it's academics, entrance requirements. I have no idea. But he was he attracted studs to Alabama right off the it's jump. It's NIL is yeah. what it is. Well, this was pre-NIL is what I'm talking about. Yeah, but they weren't they, – he was getting players. I know they but, did pay. But, but not – right, but not not these type of players. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, Miller, some players, Brandon Miller may go like number this. one yeah. in the NBA draft. But honestly, you, you both know – when he got there, he made an immediate and stirring impact. He's a good coach. Yeah, and, and and got the Collins and all those guys to show up, and they played their tails off. And I think they with. play such a contrasting style to yeah. most of the SEC because it is a frenetic up and down mm -hmm. the court, whereas, yeah. I mean, Taylor and I – Players Taylor, love that. Right, Taylor Dahl and I – because it, it's four guys that can yeah. jump out of a gym, which is what the modern NBA player is, yeah. and that's what guys are trying to build themselves up to be. Taylor Dahl joked about it when uh, she mentioned to JJ that the Gators lost 88 – 80 to Vanderbilt this weekend and said, but Colin Castleton had 25 points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but here's my question. Colin Castleton's a great college player. Is he really going to translate to the NBA? Yeah. 
as yeah. a, as, a, as a big man. No, he's a he's a. I would think he is a guy that immediately looks at going overseas and, and yeah, thinks about not. what he, you know, what he can do. And and you know, if he's a D league guy, that's that's fine, that's good. But he knows who he is, experience wise. He's just a. Uh, but when he's your he's star not a player, physical banger, right? And, yeah. and when he's your star player, if you're the University of Florida, which that's not a bad thing. I no, mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Drew Timmy, right? I'm not sure yeah. Drew Timmy at Gonzaga is yeah. going to be yeah. an all star in the NBA or even play in the NBA right. for that well, matter. He's, bigger. Shoot. he's at least he bigger. can also shoot, yeah. right? So and he can be everybody like a, on Alabama he can, be can like, shoot. He can be like a stretch four in the NBA. Like, yeah. there's no chance Colin Kaepernick no, is being no, a stretch four. It's not happening. Yeah, that that cat up there in the Northwest can shoot, and Castleton. Can but we're just talking about he will get, he will get crushed, in the NBA, crushed. He's he's not physical enough. And their well, offense can't, can't run can't the floor like a shot. I, I, right. Drew Timmy could probably create a shot yeah, too yeah. in the NBA. And every guy on Alabama can create a shot. Yeah, that's why they're having success. And you know I do like the idea of the frenetic. This is kind of what I was envisioning. Uh, even though Golden kind of goes to the the three point theory, I just expected them to run the floor a lot more. And yeah, they do run the floor. And they take those shots. They just don't make them. And they're having a – yeah, they, they literally don't make them. That's number one. We joked uh, after Taylor said about Colin Castleton's 25 points. Uh, I was like, well, that's more points than the Gators have scored as a team in some first halves yeah. this season. Um, and, and but, you, yeah, you don't think other teams – they don't mind running it through there. That's fine. No. Go ahead and do that. Well, especially now that the only way they were winning when they were on that three-game win streak – or, excuse me, they had won three of four, I should say, three-game win streak in the SEC. Mm-hmm. They're running the offense through Colin Castleton, which yeah. is fine in a vacuum – but the fact of the matter is, is the SEC has gotten so much stronger. So yeah. uh, is Alabama a basketball school now? Many people are saying this. Yeah, it's funny. Not Nick, now Nate. Uh, I'm going to try and get the, like the, the T-shirt uh, started. I like that All right. Uh, whose car was it that got turned over uh, by the Philadelphia fans? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, the guy had a nice moonroof. I don't know whether it was running or not, but they turned that car over, went nuts on it, and they're – is destruction always part of celebration? Is it always part of it? I don't know, but is, stupidity is that the only way is. you prove that you're really, really into the celebration? Stupidity, definitely. <laughs> well, this was pregame, actually, which is still kind of funny in and of itself that they were partying that hard to doing that. But you know, you can go see it on on Twitter and whatnot, and it's just it cracks me up that this is how people prove that they're partying. They got to destroy something. And I don't know if it was a car that had completely been like you what know. What would have happened if they won? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure never undersells. The never undersell stupidity, Jojo. Yeah. Well, listen. Never. I've always said it. Don't discount dumb. Uh, it's it's out there and it's real. Uh, don't don't discount it. But I just still look at it like, gosh, man, it it just it kind of cracks me up. All right. So as we kind of talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, this is a day that is honestly to be talked about. This big game, and then we'll start to take the the, the, the tentacles from it and, and bring it back uh, to Duval, but. We'll bring up something tomorrow just in terms of uh, Andy Reid and his place in history now, and then who's the next guy that can maybe join him. Because Andy Reid, let's not forget, he went to a Super Bowl, coached here, and lost. Went to a Super Bowl, was able to finally get on the winning side of it, then went back and lost. He was the one-and-two guy, like we were talking about Pat Mahomes maybe being uh, a one-and-two guy coming out of the Super Bowl. He's now won a couple of them. He's won it with two different teams. We're talking legendary status for Andy Reid. And the funny part is, before they won that Super Bowl in 2020, many were saying, is Andy Reid even a Hall of Famer? And now three years later, it's yeah. no question. Yeah. And, and that's where, like, yes, I agree that Super Bowl victories are a quote-unquote Hall of Fame stat. But, like, the guy is the all-time winningest coach in two different franchises. And mm-hmm. not just 
you know, two upstart younger no. franchises. You know, I mean, this is no knock on the hometown Jaguars, but they've only been around since 1995. Right. We're not saying the Jaguars or the Panthers. We're saying two teams yeah. that have been around the league and won yeah. a lot of games for centuries, for yeah. not centuries, decades. Yeah. But yeah, he's 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 been at places that have history. But when will the is it Pat? You know that will probably come up. But it's so Andy. funny, you know, and you That's might going to come up. Oh yes, yes, and you know you might use that argument by saying, well, he couldn't win it with Donovan, but he can win it with Pat. You know, everyone comes up with an angle yeah. and an attack and whatever. They don't want to give him this and they don't want to give him that. Uh, and and there's no question that when we talk about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and you're always trying to figure out who deserves more credit. Well, right now, it looks like Tommy deserves more credit than, than Bill does. Because Bill was the defensive guru, yeah. and now Andy is the offensive guru. Yeah, yeah. So and, there's and, a little bit little, little there, too. But it's so funny. Andy Reid, and this is why I would give him all the credit in the world for Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes could still go and thrive in a lot of places, but would he thrive as much as he thrives there? And Andy Reid was um, the one who I'm said, say yes." And, but, but Andy Reid was the one who said, "Go get him." He was not a top ten, no doubt about quarterback. it. First, first no round doubt quarterback about it. they've ever drafted. Uh, go right? get him. He, I think he'd thrive in any of the thirty-two franchises. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, and win the Super Bowl with, with any of the Matt Nagy that in I don't Chicago. Know I do I totally thrive. Thrive. That. It's easy to totally say, believe that. It's easy to say thrive. It's hard to say they would. He would take a team to the Super Bowl. I mean, Brady did it when he. How old was he with the Bucks? Forty-four. Well, yeah, but that's also had a premier group of pass rushers. Wide receivers. Sure. No, that that's what I mean. If he, he he could go yeah. to any franchise and with the right people around him would win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So here's the stat for you. Yeah. I believe JJ may have said this in the first but hour. You just added that right people around him. In thing. case you missed it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I'm not gonna say he's just gonna go over there and win. The only quarterbacks with multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana, he accomplished this in his twelfth season in the yeah. league. Tom Brady accomplished in his eleventh season in the league. And Patrick Mahomes. Multiple MVPs, multiple Super Bowl MVPs by his sixth season yeah. in the league, only his fifth year starting. Yeah, and so I don't know whether he'll ever come close to, to, to the GOAT in the number of titles. It is it is so hard. But the one thing I really appreciated about what he appreciated was after losing that second Super Bowl he was in, he said, man, this is not easy. Do not take it for granted. Uh, live it live it right now. Don't, don't think you're going to be here uh, a bunch. And – the fact that he was able to get back and take care of business and have to withstand another ankle injury is what it looked like, uh, and and was able to make those plays. Yeah, that was that was legendary type stuff for him. And so now in the AFC, Jacksonville's got to prove that they can get in with that crew that right now is running the AFC. That they can they, they can stand toe to toe with them. If you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Derek Carr, because I want to read this tweet because this is absurd. Uh, up in New York. My, my homeland, mm-hmm. the Jets hired Todd Downing, the disgraced former offensive coordinator yeah, I, of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. They, they hire him as the passing game coordinator. That is on top of having Robert Sala, who is a defensive-minded guru, uh, formerly a linebacker's coach yeah. here in Jacksonville, as their head coach. And then Nathaniel Hackett, yep. the former OC here, as well as in Green Bay. Two Duvalers. As their OC. Yep, so two yep. Duvalers as well. Um, this is a real-life tweet from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. The Jets not only helped their offensive staff, but they can now be linked to another potentially available quarterback this offseason. Nate Hackett obviously ties to Aaron Rodgers. Todd Downing ties to Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. Robert Sala ties to Jimmy Garoppolo. If you are any of those four gentlemen, why on earth would you want to come play in the AFC? Yeah, well, the AFC and that team in particular, that's good defense, so they might be able to be that kind of the – the life preserver for Robert Sala keeping his job. And it was an okay run game 
okay O-line, but that defense definitely, at, at least for whatever they did accomplish, that was the credit. You know, credit goes to that defense in large part. But I, 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 don't, I don't know whether or not any one of those guys would look at it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is entertaining the idea of New York. I just don't. I don't think. I, I love the fact that he waited till after the Super Bowl to go into darkness. I think that was a smart play on his part. He said, I'll just I'll go ahead and watch the Super Bowl, then I'll go into darkness. But I can't imagine him going there. I certainly can imagine Garoppolo, Tanny Hill, and Derek Carr, any, any three of those guys going to New York if they can get a good deal. You know what, real quick, back to the Super Bowl, real quick, you know what's strange to me is they weren't getting home with four. At some point, you've got to bring more than they can block, which mm-hmm. they never did. Mm-hmm. They just kept dropping seven every time. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I think, which, I think by the, the way, idea, real quick, that, that's yeah. what Doug Peterson says the future of the NFL is because it, because it's just a spread offense. Yeah. And that's why the Jaguars are investing so much in secondary. And that's why, you know, when they drafted two corners late just as projects, he said that was the intention. And because, obviously he is a protege. Yeah. protege. You have, if you can't, but if you can't get pressure with four, you're dead. Right. But you have to count for so many in the, in the pattern that you have to deal with. But the other part of it is, and I believe they probably did this, is because you, at least the, the way it works, is that you can uh, confuse Mahomes with zone. That you can make him make a poor decision. Now they didn't do that, but that's the you know the thought. Remember, his percentage-wise went below fifty percent when 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 they got pressure to him, but they never got pressure to him last night. It's it's just strange because every quarterback in the NFL is better against zone. Mm-hmm. All of them, all of them, zone compared to pressure, I should say. Yeah. They all struggle with pressure. Yeah. So if you can't pressure them, what what's going to happen? It's true. It's yeah. literally death by a thousand cuts, and yeah. that's. That's when there was five minutes to go. There was no doubt they were going right down the field and winning that game. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick, before we take our first break of the 2 o'clock hour, Aaron Rodgers, as he prepares for Groundhog Day again um, and goes into the darkness, when he comes out of the darkness, way too early prediction, where will he be quarterbacking next year? Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm saying not New York. I'm saying Green Bay deals him. And I'd have to look and see where the most available money would be. But I do think Vegas is a real possibility. You think he will go to the AFC, to my um, earlier point? I think the money may make it so in this case, meaning someone's going to have to take that contract now. They're not going to take it a year from now. Uh, and Green Bay wants to unload it now, which means they might take, you know, they may add cash to it just to go ahead and get the deal done. So I could see that scenario actually happening. But. And last year, I was insisting on him staying in Green Bay. It made zero sense for him to go outside of Green Bay. Now it's making more and more sense where Green Bay wants to go ahead and get him out of town. You think they do? Uh, yeah, I think they more, more this year. Uh, if I had to do percentages, uh, there was 0% that they wanted him to go away last year. And I bet it's 33 to 50% more this year. Well, I think he stays. Yeah. I think he stays. Yeah. Yep. I just think that they, if they're going to so do, so he will see I, a shadow, I think, or he won't I, see a I think shadow. I, I think as a team, they have a chance to get much deeper in the playoffs with him than without him. Well, that's true, but it's gotten to be—it's an expensive contract. Number one, it's every year you got to go through it. There's not enough other good pieces that defensively like they need, and they could—they don't—they don't have the weapons in the passing right, game. Right, but like at the end need. of the day, it's about the—it's all about the quarterback. Well, it wasn't. Okay, because there were uh, other pieces around him that didn't play well enough for him, for for him to show. No, I know that they you know? they and yeah, he but, didn't N- but NFL teams do that. They have years where they're you know yeah. It just doesn't doesn't yeah. work. I don't I don't think they're ready to say okay, Jordan loves our guy. I just don't see it. Oh, that's true because because they would have done it last yeah, year if they were ready. That 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 part of it is 
one hundred percent. This correct. is now year four coming up for him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the yeah one hundred percent correct there. I think it's year four. Yes, for but, Jordan Love, he yeah. was drafted in twenty twenty. Yeah. But they are doubting Aaron Rodgers now a little bit more than they ever ever had before. That's for sure. If he comes back, what happens to Jordan Love though? That's what I I don't know. That yeah. makes no sense to me. I just want to know if he's going to see a shadow or not. XL yeah. primetime rolls on on a Monday. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Well, that was Chiefs Radio, and I don't care. It sounded semi-scripted, but it worked. It was pretty damn good. He knew exactly what he was going to say. Play-by-play voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. and uh, They were stoked. Uh, There's no doubt about it. And it's theirs. It's uh, it's their kingdom, and and we gotta we gotta get in there. You know, we gotta uh, storm storm the towers uh, and make sure that uh, you know this AFC squad uh, can get to where that team has been uh, twice in the last four seasons. And now they're starting to count them up. Starting to count them up twice. No, three times in the last five seasons. So starting to count them up. Uh, Speaking of counting them up, uh, 15 days until the NFL scouting combine Mm -hmm. begins. uh, 73 days until the 2023 NFL draft. We have lots of time to dive into draft Twitter, who will end up where, what will the Jags do, where will certain Gators go. But this one's a fascinating one for me. Again, our friend Matt from Pontevedra, very active on the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures today, wants to know. This is probably a topic for another day, but I feel like it's worth debating because we're going to dive into the numbers of last night's Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Did anyone else see AR's future last night? Put him in that Eagles offense, dot, dot, dot. And if the Colts hire the Eagles offensive coordinator, who is rumored to be the front runner, that could be a real possibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I know that you shouldn't take a look at a guy that has the skill set that he has and just toss dirt on him and say he has no chance. Uh, You shouldn't try and bury him before he gets to the league, before someone gets their hands on him. Uh, I would not draft him as high as these mock drafts are putting him. I would put a huge question mark next to his name. I would be a doubting Thomas way more than I would be a believer. But if you are talking about a transformation that Jalen Hurts had from a lot of doubting Thomases out there maybe a season ago to where he finished up this year, I mean, he is as good an example as there is when you say, can a guy do it? Can a guy succeed at this level in the National Football But to League? be fair, he was a he terrific was so much more college football player. Yeah, so much more accomplished terrific. in college. He was a 26-2 and two starter in college before he lost his job. Then he saves the day a season later and then goes on and has another great little mini career, a finish to his college career. He was a phenomenal college player. Yeah, and so AR's resume to Jalen Hurts' resume is a one percenter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If that, if that. And so you you can visualize if you want that this guy does have the skill set. He just hasn't accomplished anything. This thing's going one of two ways, honestly. Either somebody's going to get him and really develop him 
and he's going to be a you know seven, eight, nine year star in the league, or it's going to go badly. Yeah, because he is. There's, he there's is no in between here. There is no anything. in between. Right. Yeah. Jalen Hurts last night, 27 of 38 for 304 yards, one passing touchdown, 15 carries for 70 yards, three rushing scores. I think, to Matt from Ponavidra's point on the text line, I think that in terms of developing a system around Anthony that then could mirror what the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts, Mm -hmm. the answer lies in the remaining names listed in that rushing box score. And quite frankly, maybe this is where the Eagles went wrong last night. Seven carries for Kenneth Gamewell, 21 yards. Seven carries, only 16 yards, with a long of six for Miles Sanders. Then three carries for eight yards, courtesy of Boston Scott. Yeah, I, I found it really odd. Uh, I told J.J. one of the things I told him when we were leaving on Friday is I was going to jump on Miles Sanders would lead all rushers. Well, it was lousy odds. It was like plus 105, something like that. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do that. And happy I didn't because that was a shock. He ran early, and then they really didn't do a whole hell of a lot with him. And that's 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 kind of a Sirianni question right now because they did have uh, the upper hand early. They didn't keep it for long, but they did have it. They had the lead at the half. Now Kansas City came out and was able to take control, or not take control, but you know cut into that lead uh, when they got the ball immediately in the second half. But it was strangely like you saw Jalen Hurts with the rushing touchdowns, but he how many times did he tuck it and run it? Uh, Less than few, five. A few. The, the, yeah. But to your point, the really only successful run play for them was the sneak. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they couldn't push the Chiefs off the, off the line of scrimmage. No. They no. were struggling to run the ball. Yeah, yeah. Here's what gets me. Did you guys see the final line for time of possession? The it Eagles was 20, had yeah. 11 more minutes yeah. in pure time of possession. And yet, to the point about establishing the run, which always establish it, folks, yeah. Paco Pacheco... 15 carries for 76 yards, and then the aforementioned again, Gamewell, seven carries, Miles yeah. Sanders, seven carries. I understand those two kind of operate by committee. Then Boston Scott's third down. She's had it for less than 25 minutes, right? Yes. Or right there. Correct. 24 minutes and uh, 11 seconds, I think it is. They 13. They generated 38 points or, or 31 points in holding the ball less than 25 minutes. Yes. Wow. You know? And, and and it's because when they needed to make plays, they obviously were able to make them down the field. Right. You want to complain about that holding call on the final drive? That's what you should complain about. Is yeah. the, that defense was nowhere to be found all game. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's why you, you, you're going to hear certain people point to that one thing, but it was it was a night long thing. To circle back to the point about Anthony Richardson, though, I think that what our texter is getting at mm-hmm. is, and mm-hmm. this is the conversation we had Friday mm-hmm. with regards to if you develop an Alabama like system around a Jalen Hurts or around mm-hmm. an Anthony Richardson, what could that do for you? And that yeah. entails having a stable of running backs. Yeah, but the only way you're ever going to run with which success, they didn't, which they do in Gainesville, yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, and it still didn't really work out right. that well this fall. The only way you're going to have success running the football is if they fear you your ability to pass the football. And he is not a good passer, an effective, consistent passer right now. What do you think about that? Six four one ten ten. the number to reach us at. Two more segments to go on a Monday edition of XL Primetime. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think everybody knew that, um, but these last two Super Bowls kind of cemented that. To have someone that um, is, is such a great person who, who gets the best out of uh, the players and uh, become men and players, um, you wanted to do that. You wanted to win those Super Bowls for them, and it was, uh, it's, it's great that we did that. And uh, like, like you said, man, we're not done. I'm going to have them around here for a little bit longer at least. This is XL Primetime, protected by preferred roofing on 1010XL. 2.36. we got the Francis Show coming up next. Uh, Mahomes loving on Reed. 
So it was Reed and Mahomes on one of the post-game shows. I can't remember which one it was. It was either ESPN or NFL Network. And one of them leans into Andy and asks the question, you know, how great is this guy? Does he deserve to be mentioned? Yada, yada, yada. You know, in the same conversation with Tom. And Andy Reed, you know how Mahomes was just loving on his coach? Coach was loving on his quarterback. He goes, if you guys don't talk about it, I will. And just saying how great he is. And there really is no denying what he has done in such a short amount of time. Uh, and what was it, Mia, you'd given a, a, a decade later when Tommy won both. It took him 11 years. It took Joe Mo- Montana 12. 12. So, yeah, it's something else. All right, let's do a little funky fact on that note. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. The craft is waiting for you in the cooler section of your local grocer. So look for Funky Buddha uh, from Oakland, Florida, down there in SoFlo. So, Jalen Hurts, the second quarterback in NFL history with three rushing touchdowns in a playoff game. Who was the other? Russell Wilson. Yeah. I like that. JJ, any thoughts, sir? Michael Vick against the Minnesota Vikings. That's a good one. Didn't he, like, have a walk-off? Touchdown run in overtime. He uh, he had a great game. I have to go back and look, uh, but I'll just tell all of you. Randall Cunningham. Uh, that's a good one too. But three rushing touchdowns is not easy, and you'll notice that it's phrased in a playoff game. Oh, so it's a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And, Cam? And Cam what I'm saying, because JJ, I think threw a, a playoff game out there. But what I am, the reason I'm suggesting you uh, hone in on that is because. It may not include the Super Bowl era. We're talking nobody's close, and it's going way back in time. Oh, okay. Well, come on. Is it like a Y.E. Tittle thing? It's it's kind of like that. And the only reason why I think it's – 1946? Yeah. 1954. Oh, there we go. And the only reason why I think it's a good funky fact is because our innovation in football, as we call it, is going in reverse. Norm Van Brocklin? No. But it's it's doing now what they did back then. I'm going to start throwing old names at you. you know that, yeah, right? you'll, you'll get it at some point. But, <laughs> I mean, that's honestly what it is, is yeah. that we have gone in reverse. Eddie because, LeBaron? Because, no, because of the way the way the spread has influenced and the RPO has Sammy influenced Ball. our, our uh, college and our NFL game. Sammy Ball? No, but, you, I mean, you're all around. It, it is one auto grab. Oh, man. Yep. A man called Otto. Right, of all the ones. Not, like, why wouldn't I say Otto Graham yeah. of all these like old guys I, I, I'm throwing out there? Seriously, if you go back and you look and you think of two guys that are largely ignored when it comes to great, yeah. prolific quarterbacks, yeah. it's Johnny U and Otto, Otto Graham. Graham. Otto Graham. And Otto Graham was a thrower. He wasn't yeah. a Once you said pre-Super Bowl era, yeah. I was like, what are we yeah. doing out here? And believe me, we would all have been throwing darts. But Otto, when you just go back and you look at the annals, that guy, and you are right, Matt, that guy was throwing when they weren't oh, throwing. Yeah. Uh, but still, what was the norm? They were running the ball. Three rushing touchdowns. It just gives you an idea of what Jalen Hurts was able to do. Jalen Hurts had an unbelievable night last night uh, when you think about it. And, uh, you know, rare air for Pat Mahomes, but also for what uh, Jalen Hurts was able to do. And he looked he looked a little, he looked a little broken at the end of that game. Like yeah. sad and, and just, you know, melancholy. I, I, I felt for him. Because he knows the one play that he'll probably play over and over in his mind is just how he lost the handle on the football. I really like the quote, too. He gave uh, young Gio, the podcaster, the 15-year-old yeah. uh, mm-hmm. reporter sensation in yeah, Philly. Yeah, he's got them all fired up yep. up there. He said, uh, everyone experiences different agonies of life, but you mm-hmm. decide if you want to learn from it. 
I know what I'll do. Yeah. And yeah. again, this is a kid who, if anybody has proven that just transferring is going to change your situation yeah. and just running away and going elsewhere and starting anew, which, listen, he did do that. Yeah, he, but he, he, he went he to Oklahoma. Year, yeah. Correct. After later. he waited. Exactly. And moreover, then he goes to a situation in Philly yeah. where there was very much two camps mm-hmm. and he emerges the victor. Yeah. Good things and come the to other those guy, who wait. The other guy was riding the pine at the end of the year. Uh, and so here's one more just to kind of give you an idea. This would fall into the saucy heading because what he did do is it really is totally – it's a throwback in time. He had only the, uh, his second career game with 300 passing yards, 50 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Nobody else has ever done that, ever. Saucy nugs. That, that's what Jalen Hurts was this year to, to this team. And, I mean, he's now – he's kind of he's, – he's, he's persona Philadelphia. I mean, he's yeah. – yeah, I mean, that's – that's it's Philly tough, and and we'll find out if he can keep it going, uh, because you can just ima- you can just imagine we were talking about betting favorites. Kansas City will be right back up there as one of the betting favorites. San Francisco will be up there. Jacksonville was top ten. Yep. Uh, what is Philly? Twenty five to one. Uh, yeah. Philly's Philly, got to be third best betting favorite, maybe even Philly second best. Is, uh, San Francisco's up there. Philly is fourth okay, behind fourth? the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. according to my bookie. Yeah. yeah. The so, Bills. Yeah. Bills looked a little old this year. Yeah, they they definitely looked a just little a more little suspect. Bit. And Josh Allen looked a little more mistake prone than, than I remember him being. Yeah, yeah. More of a chance taker. Still way frustrated. more of a chance taker. Yeah, still way frustrated more. that he didn't have a a good run game. Yeah, that he could count on. Sexel primetime. Hey, remember this? I don't believe what I just saw. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. You don't believe in that? Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Time now for a Modelo moment. Make your next moment with a Modelo. Pass. Got it. Touchdown. Al, I've got to tell you, in a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. They had no choice. Hmm. That was just a year ago, a Modelo moment, and uh, Matt riding high. Also a better call. Yeah. Also a better call yeah. by Al Michaels. Al, Al, Al was excited back then. That was uh, now, what is it, uh, $17 million later, not as excited. <laughs> and, Apparently not. Yeah, and so that was the uh, Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup touchdown and the L.A. Rams crowned Super Bowl champions. And, man, uh, we, we always joke, would you just – Go right back to sucking if you could have the Lombardi uh, once, uh, you know, whatever, every decade, every whatever. Uh, the answer is yes, because you'd have the Lombardi, and that's exactly what the Rams Well, did. as Matt is saying that the Bills look a little old, mm-hmm. I mean, what do the Rams look like then? They, they instantly, yeah, instantly got old. They got a little of that Laker AARP action over there all of a sudden. But, yeah, when they lost that left tackle – uh, Aaron Donald ended up getting hurt. Cup got hurt. Anyway, the list was long, and Matt Stafford got knocked around. Not only concussion, but also had uh, other problems as well. So there you go. Modelo moment from just last season. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Out. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Out, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Sans Susi is where the frangie 
crew is at today with the walk-off charities uh, cranking out uh, on a beautiful day. What is up, Frank? Boy, Joe, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. I say that a lot, I guess. But we have our walk-off charities high school classic. Uh, it is a gorgeous day. We're only a couple miles from the station. You know where we are. Just, you know, if you get if you get to say one of the, my favorite things or one of my greatest weeks of the year a lot, then we live pretty good lives, don't we? Yeah, you know what? We do, and I do. So that's exactly <laughs> right. But it is beautiful out here, uh, Joe. It really is. This gorgeous ballpark. You know, I think you know the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I grew up here, and we. I uh, played baseball here when I was a little kid, and we were able to renovate this park some years ago, and now it's as, it's as fine a baseball park as there is in town, and, and we're proud of it. And uh, 12 teams uh, will play in this thing, and we're excited about that. And uh, it, we always, uh, surprisingly, uh, Inglewood always has the first game. Go figure, Joe. Yeah. Go figure. You, you, you didn't, <laughs> Inglewood grad. I'm sensing weird. a trend. Yeah. Yeah, weird how those things work, Mia, that Inglewood always plays the opener out here, just uh, the way it is. But we have, we always have we have public teams, we have private teams. We have St. John's County, Nassau County. We try and involve a lot of the teams. So we're really excited about it. So so that's uh, obviously today we'll talk a lot of Super Bowl and we'll talk a lot of other stuff and a lot of Jaguars. But it's a glorious day. I tell you what, I say this to people all the time, uh, Matt and Mia and Joe, that uh, if you love baseball and if you love doing being outside on an absolutely ridiculously gorgeous day, uh, from 4 o'clock on, all week long, we're going to be out here playing baseball. We're excited about it. And if you love baseball, Frank, uh, do you have any marquee teams, names out there who potentially could be competing for state titles or even some names possibly going to big, some big schools or being drafted this later this spring? You know, the truth of the matter is, Mia, I don't know. And I should know, but I don't. I, we, we had a long football season. Jared Simmons will give me a rundown. I could name the 12 teams, but I don't know who's good and who's not, and that's just being honest with you. Obviously, uh, uh, Ponte Vedra's good every year. You know that. We've got four or five of the local team with the uh, the district uh, DCPS teams. But I couldn't tell you who's good. I couldn't tell you who's draftable. I know very little about it, but we, but we got all week to tell you about it, Mia, so we're excited. You ought to come out here. Mia, you're a baseball girl. Absolutely. You ought to stop by here at some point. So we're, we're very we're, we're excited. But we're going to talk, obviously, about that. It's windy out here. We're going to talk all about that today, guys. We really are. Uh, the Super Bowl, everyone's got an opinion. Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, should they have called it or should they not have called it? Do you all, all think they should have called the penalty? It was holy. Yeah. And, by the way, this year they said they were going to do as much of that as they could. They were going to have an yeah. uptick in illegal contact, yeah. and it was holding. For me, once okay. Bradbury said – that yeah. it was holding in his opinion. I mean, is it ticky-tack? Yes. Is it in the final two minutes of a game, do you really want to call it? No. Um, I firmly believe that the Chiefs would have kicked a chip shot field goal anyways, and they would have won the game anyways, and it would have been not enough time for the Eagles. Um, yeah. But, I mean, listen, it, it is what it is. Human error via officiating is part yeah, of the here's game. What you, here's what you need to know, French. I had the two and the five uh, in a big square game that would have won me quite did. a bit. Uh, right. And I got hosed on that one because uh, <laughs> they got to set up for the field goal. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There you, you know, it's just a bad break all the way around. So we're going to talk, obviously, about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk all about uh, how the Jaguars match up now as we move forward. All that and a whole lot. We're going to talk a lot of baseball on a gorgeous day, guys. It comes up in just a bit. Right, you're going to have to shield yourself from the wind. It I sounds know. like it's going to blow you away. Thank you, Frank. It's not as bad as it sounds in my mic right now. I can promise you that, Joe. But it is, <laughs> it's all right. We will be listening to the Frangie Show out at San, San Susi uh, getting ready for their walk-off charities. Uh, tournament as it gets rolling. But, yeah, that wind was whipping yesterday. Uh, grilling, having fun, but that wind was kicking uh, big time. All right, we are out. you got the Frenchie Show coming up next. We'll be back at noon tomorrow. Start thinking about is Andy Reid winning now a couple of Super Bowls in Kansas City is now the next guy on the list to win his second, Doug Peterson. So we'll dive into all that tomorrow. Joe C., MOB, me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Surson, JJ. you got the Frenchie Show coming up next.